You are now listening to Well, Well, Filling Out. Like, oh my god, did she just murder him? <laughs> oh no, his penis. Misandry. <laughs> yes, misandry. Oh, poor man. Ladies, serial killers are the best. Well, she's never going to get that stain out. Nothing says it's over like running over your ex. It had to be a woman. It had to have been a woman. Are you wearing it? How big were her breasts? <laughs> hey guys. Hi. What is up? What the fuck is up on this Sunday, what? April 14th, or, you know, Monday, as you guys are listening to this April 15th, like, did you fucking survive? I mean, this last wow. episode? I'm not sure that I did. What a Sunday. Is it Sunday? You guys, Monday? friends, it's a good thing we have this weekly. It's like a AA meeting, but it's not. I mean, it is, it but is. it's like a, it's it just is. a, it's a KE meeting to get your killing you fix and to talk about all the things that have to do with all the things of the things in each episode that definitely need to be discussed in depth. So, wow. Um, well, I think part of me is still astral projected into the. I don't know, the the fantasy plane where just all your dreams come true, but then also all your fears are realized. And it's a yeah. really fucked up place to be. I kind of feel like Eve with my complicated feelings about this episode. So before we even get back into or before we get into talking about this episode, episode two of season two, nice and neat, as it was called. Let's Ugh. fucking watch that motherfucker one more time for the third time. And then we'll be back with you guys shortly to discuss. <laughs> And we're back. Wow. <laughs> Whoa. That's Woo. organic laughter. No. By the way, it's deep, um, deep, hearty laugh from deep inside my soul. Wow. Yo. Okay. Um, I don't even, I just disappeared my notes because I don't even know how to think correctly about this. Um, I it's, guess, do I go backwards? I'm, I, we, or, okay, maybe, wait. okay. I'm not going to go backwards. <laughs> I'm going to go, I'm going to go. Let's, let's. What was even the name of this fucking town? I remember saying to myself to write it down on one I of these viewings, and yet I did not. I it was something with a B. Yes. Something um, uh, not Bletchum. No. Just another, and just like another, just another random English town of just, I don't know, boredom. What's another word that you can use for people there? Just like basic, bored, I mean, boring, sort of boring, basic yeah. English people, the suburban types that are just out on the fringe. There's nothing really unexpected happening on the day to day. There's cul-de-sacs. There's children's playing. That's where Villanelle is, which you would kind of think that, you know, she would have a little bit more kindness shown her way by one of these soccer moms or whatever. But no, they don't got time for that. And we essentially open up in one of these random English towns of whatever the fuck. And Villanelle is, you know, still in the trunk, technically, of the family that she used to hitchhike her way into England to see her girl. Mm-hmm. Family gets out. It's been a long drive. They're like, fuck the trunk, which is kind of a little a little cry cry because I feel like everyone just it's really easy to just pop your trunk and be like, oh, grab two of those bags. so I don't have to come back out later. But they don't. It's been a long drive. And they go straight to the door, and the father, I believe, is holding the little girl. Mm-hmm. And she's kind of sleepy, but she opens her eyes and sees Villanelle come out like a fucking clown out of a clown car, like, right. hey, with her suitcase. Doing the shh. She gives the girl, little, little girl a little shush. She's like, hey, Massandra's in training. 
don't tell your daddy. And she doesn't. That look, to a little girl. I'm just saying. We find we find the best accomplices to all of these crimes where they're like looking. I would like to hope she's a future assassin slash misandra. She's like, I don't know what this woman is doing, but it sounds like I should just, it looks like I should leave her alone. So Full I'm going to do that. Remember the kill and there was a girl on the bus who saw the guy banging on the glass. I do. And, and honestly, is this not Phoebe Waller-Bridge energy? I mean, let's let's keep it 100. I haven't read the book, so I'm not going to. I'm not trying to take away from what the writer of the books has done. I'm just going to say, I don't know if there is as much misandry and just like wanton zero fucks when it comes to men. But in this show, the zero fucks when it comes to men, it's like it's on a scale that I've only fantasized right. about. I've talked about it. I've wished for it. I've never received it until now. And just, you know, take this little moment out mm. to say thank you yet again. Phoebe, BBC, Sandra, Jody, yes, all of you all of involved. You. Emerald, Emerald is new to the team and she's killing it so far. So thank you, all you fucking bitches. You guys are fucking killing it. Salute. Literally killing it. Also figuratively killing it. So thank you for that. And so, yeah, she shushes the little girl. Little girl's like, I'm with it. I don't give a fuck. Goes back to sleep. You know, probably has a, a really pleasant sleep after that. Mm -hmm. And... We just sort of see Villanelle walk off with her briefcase to go someplace. And from there we go to Eve because we're doing all these parallels this episode, which I, I imagine will be a thing. It'll be a consistent thing this season. And Eve is waking up next to Nico Ugh. and she fucking goes on to her laptop to shop. To fucking shop. She gets up and she's like, I need something pretty. Which is interesting because you can't convince me that she wasn't also thinking about Villanelle. She says later in the episode that she had a dream about Bill or whatever the fuck. And she's feeling sad about it. But also, if you're dreaming about Bill, aren't you also dreaming about Villanelle? And you're just yep. leaving out those extra bits for Nico because he doesn't need to hear what you're dreaming about in your bunk? I, I don't mean, know. It's weird to kind of say you're dreaming about the person who was in your house and tried to kill you to I, your husband. Look, <laughs> while, while, while moisture pools right. down below. So yeah, no, it's, it's, she has to keep that stuff to her chest. And at this point, we both speculate that she's not telling Nico anything. I mean, Nico thinks he's getting crumbs, but honestly. I mean, do you think he woke up because he thought she wet the bed? And it's like, oh. What the fuck? <laughs> something woke him up. It wasn't the glare wait, of the monitor. Wait, wait. When you say wet the bed, do you mean the sexy kind? Yes. Okay. I would like to suggest. <laughs> I would like to suggest that it has been so long since Nico worked up into a healthy sweat with Eve that he... He probably thought it was sweat of anything. Yeah. Like, he was like, it's hot. These covers are on. Heat was left on. <laughs> so she's just sweating. But I suppose that is always a possibility. And, you know, she fucking goes in her computer, fucking shop. And so, wow. We get, I mean, I already speculated that that blue frilly dress that I don't really like on, on Eve's body. That's just my opinion, okay? Was picked out by Nico. And, and he did. <laughs> did we not get confirmation of his bad of his bad fashion he's like the blue and the sexy Ugh. well first of all he tries to read her to filth a little bit because he's like oh you're shopping i guess you have changed like what yeah, the fuck was, like like what's next shaving what's <laughs> next nico for you driving away your wife because that's not how the charm works like you need to 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 build up to some awesome shit like what villanelle said like oh you have a really nice body like catch a bitch off guard just give her something to, to think about. What if he's trying to feed into the thing that he thinks that Eve likes about him? 
which is this weird snark what (laughs) no like let's i mean it's not his it's not his chiseled looks it's not his look it's not his compassion it's not look (laughs) so okay okay so first we have to establish what i think nico and and eve got together for and i'm just gonna say comfort like settling yeah comfort and slash convenience i i think i i see it i feel i mean it's probably a phenomenon that most people deal with but it seems to be an especially heterosexual phenomenon where you're like well i guess this will do and i've even heard those same sentiments expressed from friends and colleagues you know dating people I'm like well i guess i'll probably marry this guy and i'm always like what do you mean like i'm the last what? of my friend group to get married he's the last of his friends group to get married it's like playing musical chairs we just ran out oh. of chairs <laughs> i mean that's what these one of those weddings... packs you make in college yep. like hey if we're not if we're married 35 at and... 35 let's fucking do it because they don't have kids and what's interesting about that is that usually especially in shows when you see people that don't have children it's a conscious choice it's like we want to keep our lives that are so fucking great the way they are we want to travel we want to be responsibility free we don't want to have to buy things for children we just want to buy things for ourselves whatever the reasons there's like you know there's usually deliberate reasons for why a couple doesn't have a child because even if someone cannot biologically have a child whether it's the the woman or the man there's adoption, of course, and surrogacies and other ways to do stuff. And there's none of that happening there. And so I don't know that we'll ever get that conversation between Nico. Like, will he ever blurt out, well, I wanted a son, Eve. And, and like, she, she told never you gave from the gate she wasn't, <laughs> she having, wasn't having She wasn't having no children. So I don't know. That's a, It's an interesting thing because they don't have that thing to keep them tethered that other barely alive heterosexual couples have like well we have the kids we've got this business so well, whatever this the flat is rather cheap and i'd rather not also he's it. a teacher isn't that kind of weird a teacher that uh, doesn't want no kids i mean is it maybe it's not maybe but it's i not. feel like all the teachers i know they all want kids or have kids like they you have to like children we have to like being around them to be a good teacher anyway Versus one of those fucking Matilda teachers that just gives you nightmares and shit. But it's hell being like the kid of a teacher. Because like, what if you're not good in school, but your parent is a teacher? It's like, Uh, and if they're like big in the teaching community or if they're like, you know, up for maybe promotions. That was me in a sense, because my mom wasn't a teacher, but like a lot of her friends were teacher adjacent or in educational educational department or like you know admissions offices for colleges and so they were just especially add that immigrant shit to it and it's like yo we're going to be the most ridiculous we could be about education but yeah so i don't it's weird like nico and eve are weird i just want them to break up and get a divorce but hopefully we're moving closer towards this because when she gets that that whack dress and puts it on decides to twirl on the isosceles which clearly she's buying this for a fucking date I mean, is this pity? Is this is her is this her pitying Nico to a certain extent? Because she feels so fucking bad. She knows that like in her waking thoughts, her actual dreams, she's thinking about Villanelle ninety nine point nine 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 percent of the time, except for the one off chance she dreams about Bill. But then also Villanelle makes a cameo, and so we're just supposed to assume that that she she's just out of the blue like let me buy a dress. No, she's feeling guilt, and it's interesting that she just woke up and goes to buy a dress now. Here's a, here's an interesting yeah. question. Was she <laughs> was she waking up to buy a dress because she wanted to be, get one for Nico or because she was thinking about Villanelle and all the pretty things and she was like let me buy something nice for myself because I feel like that's also part of Villanelle's impact on Eve that she yeah, I mean cuz Nico says it like oh you have changed but then she listens to his whack ass suggestion which not enough Eve. 
I hope you bought two dresses, the one you wanted and then the one he said. That's what I hope. But I think we've also established, too, that Eve doesn't really know what the fuck she wants. And she barely had a chance. She literally opened the site. Here's a dress. And Nico's like, oh, that'll do. Because he's a fucking dick swab. It's like, hey, (laughs) what I need to say matters because this looks like. But does it? Terrence, because he rolls the fuck over. Like, (laughs) what kind of a husband does this? What kind of a person wants their other person to feel sexy? And it's like, oh, yeah, I think that'll do. I got to go back to sleep now. Like, what the? I just, I don't understand. I don't understand the train of thought or the lack of train of thought that comes with that. And I mean, he I guess probably, that's purposeful. Is that like, is that heteronormative to be like, I just need to say words because I'm awake and you're next to me and I know that you're <laughs> awake. So we're going to say words to just have it not be silent because we're both awake. And so I'm going to say things and they'll matter, but not really, but then I'll go to sleep, but at least you'll have the comfort Small of knowing. Small talk for no reason. Yeah. I'm, that sounds like a heteronormative <laughs> thing, like a couple thing to do. That like, sounds really gross and I'm sorry. Remember that um, that angry tweet from the Avengers like mashup that we saw where someone insulted, quote unquote, Paul Rudd by saying, oh, you know, he has the most boring dinners. He's probably just sits at home eating spaghetti with his wife talking about his day. Like that tweet reminded <laughs> me of like the, the kind of um, pleasant banality you would expect from certain relationships, except we don't even have those pleasantries right. with even Nico because it's completely hollow at this point and based on falsehoods. And so, you know, Nico is basically a dick swab. Like I said, he doesn't do anything. He doesn't even help. He doesn't even marinate on the dress. He doesn't even take an extra look to be like, what? Oh, you know what I love about this dress, Eve, is that you look so great in frills. I love when the dress comes below your knees. It just really makes me feel like you're the hottest thing in the room. And Eve knows that he hasn't seen her in her sexiest well, he she absolutely def- has not. She definitely knows that. <laughs> and she kind of shrugs. Like, she doesn't look at the dress the way she looked at Villanelle's wares. I was like, wow, this is this is really impressive. Yeah, so fuck Nico and his choices <laughs> and all of his fuck fake his mustache. Input. It's like, I just wanted to let you know I was here and still in your life. And, fuck his hairline. And fuck I'm his just going to go back to sleep. Oh, <laughs> Yo, fuck his usual just rolling the fuck over. Why do you roll so consistently, Nico? I am so sick of your fucking ass. I, you know, I used to have a little bit of sympathy for him last season just because Eve does stay on her fuck shit. But also the the way he just decided on this dress, how lackadaisical he was, how actually uninterested he was. It's just like, you don't deserve Eve. Yes, Eve is wild and out. Eve is on her bullshit, but also you don't deserve her, even if she were being honest with you. I wish they had twin beds. <laughs> on some I Love Lucy shit, yes. right? Lucy. Like you or like roll, Eve, you roll yes, so explaining the do. Right. Roll over exactly. over there. I'm a good time for you. What are you doing on your bed? Minding my business. <laughs> That's what you need to be saying. Minding my business, talking to Armando about windows. <laughs> <laughs> So fucking Nico, let's move the fuck on from his fucking whack ass and his whack ass decision on the blue dress. Because what is that? It's like the first five minutes and we're still stuck on what the fuck this asshole did in the first five minutes. But okay. So after that bullshit and, you know, the scene ends with Eve's, I guess, face when she just got decides to click through on the dress. We go back to Villanelle, who was apparently in a laundromat, um, woken Uh. up by a brutish woman who's like, oi. Wake the fuck up. I mean, she doesn't say that, but basically right. her, her energy is like, yeah. wake the fuck up. Uh, and of course, she makes the mistake of having a bag that she's sleeping on, but not like using it to. She doesn't have it like coupled, 
you know, it's not secured in any way. I guess it was just more of like, I'm going to rest my head near it. You know what, though? But Villanelle is so just like not 100% that I think she probably attempted to like to just hug it like she does her guns. But she would have been knocked out because this is her body. No matter how badass she is saying you need to sleep to recover. That's what we know the body needs when something traumatic happens. Like the best thing you could do is just sleep. And so she can't help it that she's knocked the fuck out. And someone, some dick. I mean, who hangs out in laundromats in the middle of the night but assholes and potentially vagrants in addition to the people doing their laundry? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and she woke Villanelle up with those red panties, those red lingerie. Those look that did not big. look like it were her size. Right. So I'm like, are you just being a cheeky hoe? I think that's what that was. In fact, I would wager laundromat lady saw who took her shit and was like, whatever, not my problem. Yep. That's what I think. And so, and, and Villanelle's like, yo, what the fuck? Because she opens her suitcase and, and everything. Like, my gone. medication and everything. She's like, oi. <laughs> and now she I'm points saying, to the sign. <laughs> yeah. She got you saying, oi, now. And she points to the sign that I think it says something like, thieves are yeah. present. Beware. <laughs> Beware. Thieves are afoot. Yeah. Thieves linger. Things op- thieves operate in this area. Well, actually, anything that's 24 hours, like that's that's probably a good assessment that if something is open 24 hours, you will find the vagrants in there. I mean, years ago, like way back when at the Apple store, you know, the cube in on oh, Fifth Ave, yeah, yeah, yeah. all the way up by 57th. And, you know, there was a time I mean, that store was 24 hours, but there was a time they used to like do DJs and shit up in there because, you know, New York's like, oh, let's just try something. Let's just try something wacky. And there was like there was a thing for the people who worked in that store in the overnight shift was that like, you know, in addition to the porn watchers and the masturbators that you get in, you get homeless people or just vagrants, people who would defecate just like on the floor, just leave the bathroom with a mess. Like it's like the people that come into any workspace past 2 a.m., you got to watch the fuck out. Like Mm -hmm. it's not the safe zone is what I'm saying. Ew. So poor Villanelle. I wish she would have just locked herself in a bathroom stall, but she probably wanted to lay out. Also, laundromats don't have bathroom stalls. So yeah, that I, part. Or if it, if they do, it's locked behind like the employees only door. So all her shit is gone. All her meds are gone. Her antibiotics are gone. She doesn't even, they didn't even leave her a Band-Aid because she opened up the bag and she was like, yo, nothing's in here. Someone literally she emptied out my bag but left mission. the bag. She had everything she thought she would have needed and then now it's the all gone. Yep. She's playing Oregon Trail so wrong. She's playing it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> That's not how you do the levels, girl. No, no. And uh, So she leaves disgruntled and sad and I felt sad for her. Me too. I felt sad a lot for Villanelle this episode it only gets worse but at least before we get to more of the Villanelle just bullshit and degradation we're back to even fucking Nico and she's talking about her current case you know with Alistair Peel this internet mogul or whatever the fuck and she makes a comment to Nico about what is it no matter how rich you are your dick will still end up on a slab is what she says and Actually, that is when she says she talks, she dreamt about Bill, like in that little interlude. And that she's, I think she says something to Nico, like, I was going to text you. Like, girl, stop fucking lying. Like, honestly, Eve. No, I think she said that she had just a message. She sent a text to Bill, like Bill's phone. In this dream? I thought she was going to say that she was going to text Nico. Well, I don't know. (laughs) You know what? You know what? This is my fault, but also Nico's fault that every time he's on screen, like something happens where like my brain is just like, here's 
focus on something else. Yeah, focus on Sandra O's hair. Focus on those flats and why you don't like them. Focus on that random picture on the wall. Just don't listen to what Nico is saying. <laughs> and so... So yeah, he says more nothing, and then uh, he he decides <laughs> to head out. And Eve, for some reason, I don't know if it's a tick or she's like, you know, uh, remember like, he says they gotta talk again. Like before he leaves, he's like, you know, we gotta talk. That's how it's gonna. <laughs> I'm sorry, I keep laughing, but he's just he's... mad because she's back on the job. But then she tells him to be safe because you know you never know. He's like, great, that doesn't sound weird at all. <laughs> be safe, thanks, hun. And from there, we're back to Villanelle in the shopping market looking for some easy marks. My gosh, Villanelle is in a way this episode. And it's kind of a bit of a callback to the first episode when we see Villanelle practicing her smile, her fake smile on the little girl who doesn't give a shit about Villanelle until she gives that fake smile. And also that other scene where she's on the treadmill and she's faking a laugh. She's like, ah. I mean, that's not the laugh. That sounded uh, like a weird yeah, yeah. dolphin murder. But, you know, she fakes the laugh. And so this is this is her putting what she's learned into practice. She's like, OK, simulate this fucking smile, girl. Let's get us some stuff. And unfortunately, it mostly doesn't it work out. It was hard pickings in that uh, <laughs> in that market. Yo, people um, just rude as shit in this random Well, there was the one guy. Town. He looked like he would have helped. But, you know, his wife was with him. And she was not having that at all. She was like, nope. He's mine. I mean, did he even look at her? My assumption there is that Villanelle gets what, you know, a lot of women get. Um, the men are easy. Easily manipulated if you dial in certain aspects of what you're doing. And part of that is, like, if you're not playing, like, oh, I'm the sexual, just, oh, you know, risque and provocative and all this you're playing a role of like oh i'm just you know a little innocent little girl and i need to be taken care of and i just need a big strong man to show me what to do and fix me and mm -hmm. and she's like playing into that thing that men are like oh yeah let me protect you let me save you let me fix you and she's looking for guys to zero in on and she sees one and i think there's definitely an archetype of like awkward or the easier guy to manipulate not the guy that's fucking waxing his chest and you know tanning but the other guy yeah. who would possibly see a villanelle with some makeup on which she does address yeah, she, she does tries to address it <laughs> that's after that one woman is like yo i i, I can't i don't have any change get out of here <laughs> she's, she's she's like, like people what you know when dudes come up to wash your windows and like people just get real aggro about like get away from my windows she was like yes. that like villanelle didn't even get her whole sentence out she was like bitch i don't got no coins get the fuck out of here and villanelle looks so surprised like wow I couldn't even finish my sentence that she looks in the mirror. She's like, oh, I she see. was she was looking for a uh, sisterhood. She was like, um, <laughs> nope, not going to get a hair. looks like I'm going to have to, I don't know, make an example of a man. She's like, let me go use this dollar store makeup because let's face it. It was a supermarket. Yep. No makeup in there is is worth buying. It's the, yeah, it's no. it's dollar store makeup. But still, she she's like, let me go get this rouge. And we see her put on that smile again while she's putting it on like, okay, let's play the part. Let's get into this role and let's fucking do it. And she ends up seeing one guy um, in particular who she assesses as by herself. I think we eventually know, figure out his name is Julian. And, you know, he at first seems like an unassuming gentleman. But uh, for all of you who don't know me very well, like my cynicism kicks in the most when dudes look the most unassuming. That's where my like the the Kill Bill sirens come out and I'm like, mm, potential wow. serial killer, potential assaulter, wow. like this unassuming shit. I don't trust you. This is not how it goes. Exactly. And so 
she kind of like gives the smile. Maybe she gives him like two or three, I think, before he kind of like awkwardly is like, okay, <laughs> and walks off. And then she's like, okay, let me play the part. Goes up to him, starts talking, and she's got a British accent and sounds younger than normal. Mm-hmm. And what's the story she spins? Oh, um, that her, was it uncle was outside or something? Stepdaddy. Stepdaddy. Oh, not, oh, wow, stepfather. And that uh, he uh, did this to her, pointing to, to her, her, face, her little right. bruises. And saying that she's trying to hide to escape out, so she needed to walk close by him so that uh, she couldn't be blocked at her peripheral because you know he's uh he towers over her. He's a little taller, um, and so he's feels like this is a very strange request. And that you know he doesn't feel like he should get involved, but she's really begging. And pleading. He's like, oh, it's not very polite. He says some shit like that, like bitch. <laughs> I don't believe then, for a second I guess, you're polite. Right. And then he sort of finally like complies and they begin to head out. Meanwhile, the kid at the uh <laughs> at the register is like, Oh, so you're just not gonna pay for anything. Yeah, he's of this like, or... Okay, dude, thanks. Thanks for leaving this all here at the checkout because I don't have anything better to do but to restock your fucking items, you dick swab. I mean, he was going to pay go-to, for everything. Way, no, no, I love it. <laughs> uh, he was going to pay for everything. He was going to bring all that stuff back home. But, you know, he got, uh, he was on a secret mission. And you see he how saw he was a potential walking? victim. Look, he he was starting to shake. It looked like he was very, uh, he turned to look at the guy. She said, no, don't look at him. He's like, something's mentally wrong with him. Meanwhile, <laughs> meanwhile. <laughs> on her fucking shit. So she ends up back at his crib like he she I mean, she gets in the car and and she plays the game of like, oh, no. And he's like, well, can we get someone for you or, you know, maybe you could come back with me. I have a spare room. She's like, oh, no, I couldn't. But of course, that's her whole plan is to get him to extend some sort of helping hand with her reverse psychology, which he does. And she ends up back at his place. But I love that after she plays the game, you see her look off into the window and she wants to gag. She wants to, she's probably holding it in right now. She yep. probably in fact swallowed her yes. puke. Yes, she did. That's I would, what, I would say a, she did. I would say she did too. Cause Villanelle's a boss. She knows how to hold it together, but that was a retching, a wretch worthy situation. And so I would have understood if she retched, she probably could have blamed it on her wound and be like, Oh, I'm just so nauseous right now. But you know, she essentially gets what she wants, which is like, okay, I got somebody who is taking me someplace that's not here where I can steal stuff or find stuff or whatever. Little does Villanelle know she got herself a creeper. But again, Villanelle, don't go for the obvious, unassuming motherfuckers because they be the creepiest ones. I'm just saying. They be the creepiest ones. Uh, let's see, where am oh, I? Oh, no, Eve. Off. Eve yeah. is at the new MI6 spot, which yes. talk about a substantial upgrade. It, oh, yeah. This one is not off the books. This one's on the books. And it's it, official, it, official. It smells like new money. It smells like. There's a big gate. It's electronic. Like, she's at the gate. And the gate's like, Mah! and it opens for her. I mean, major, major. I mean, basically, she's legitimate. Where she was with Carolyn in season one, she was an illegitimate child. Now she's a legitimate child. Yeah, but that whole operation was hush. Like, no one was supposed to know what was happening at all. So true, 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 true. Now it's like, well, we have a hunt, and this is what we're doing. And so Eve's like, wait, Carolyn, how do I? How do you explain my being here? She's like, oh, I brought you in as the, um, the specialist. You're the female serial killer specialist. And I'm like, oh. That's apt. <laughs> that's true. But like, you are leaving out apt. the meetup where, you know, Eve just sees Carolyn. And I would like to think this is like her emerging bisexuality. It's just being like, wow, Carolyn looks oh, so yes. fly today. And she says, she's like, why do you look so good? What's up with you? 
And Carolyn's like, well, first of all, I'm me. (laughs) That's half the battle. But the other half or part of the other half is pig placenta, which I'm glad she admits that it smells like shite. She says it smells like poo. Yes. Which is what I imagine it would smell like arse. I think actually specifically she said smells like arse, but that it's effective. And, you know, she's like, Eve, I'll send you the link. And I'm like, Eve, who are you trying to spruce up for? We know it ain't Nico, ho. It's not Nico. But we already know who you're trying to spruce up for. And of course, she's like, yeah, like you're here to talk about assassins who are women because that's what you're good at. And we got a new a new team. But also what would that what was why there wasn't a good enough explanation given about Elena. What is so is she not coming back? I need to do the Googles. I don't know what the answer right, is right now, guys. We definitely read an article where she was like, "Yo, she's she's great," and then her uh, scheduling got aligned to do more of season two. Okay, then, but what the fuck is she maybe, scheduled on that isn't Killing Eve that gets priority? Like, what what agent did that insanity? Is what I'm trying to know. Right. What yeah. is that about? Yeah, I was I was a lot bothered by that. So after we hear that she's going to be uh, introduced as a serial killer expert, there's a hard cut into a a flat but the camera is shooting whoa, from whoa, these whoa. dolls i don't think we we introduced our new main players because i'm pretty sure that all happens in the same scene isn't that when we um get introduced into operation manderley which is what i'm pretty sure it's called and we meet hugo and other agent whose name i'm forgetting but i'll have to google it because oh hang on no you're talking about let's see it's in that initial time when Eve comes into the building, she meets, like she sees Kenny, and she also has an initial greeting with the with the um with, uh, with the MI6 yeah. agents that are there. And but, Hugo is one of them. So maybe I just have them in the wrong order because I don't have Jess and Hugo meeting. I have the Kenny interaction with Jess and Hugo all happening at once, but that interaction happens separate from the what do you do with your face? Why do you look so good? Like that's because oh, that's well, outside. That's because that happens. That happens after everything already goes down that day in the office, and they have a confirmation that the killer is not Villanelle based on Eve's deduction. What I'm talking about is right after the the pig placenta, and they walk in and they're talking, and we initially, I'm pretty sure we have that. Um, oh, I forgot to mention that that creepy dude tried to give Villanelle a handkerchief, but anyway. So we're at the team spot, and you know, isn't that where she like goes to hug? Kenny but then she doesn't it's like a weird oh handshake okay hug oh wait no handshake hug what are we doing it's awkward we're both awkward we're being awkward together it was kind of cute and you know I feel like Kenny gets in real quick are you okay she's like I'm not not okay no but they don't really have time to talk which I appreciate that because Kenny's the first person she's been really honest with I like to think if Elena was there she would have just been she just would have spilled her beans to Elena as well but it's Kenny he's been around for a minute and she can be like yo like no (laughs) no no I'm not okay things went down what'd you do I stabbed Villanelle I think she might be dead and they're like wait what and then um yeah Hugo comes in and starts uh pouring some water out of the cooler but it did sound like a random person entering like a restroom if they were in some sort of rest stop type of uh, <laughs> like a hidden re- corner. Because the way it was, the water was pouring out of the cooler. It did oh. sound like somebody was urinating for a bit. Even the our producer was like, wait, wait, what? Is he peeing over there? And, you know, they're quiet for so long because of how slowly he fills up his water. He's like, oh. Oh my so they're gosh. not having any conversation at all. Uh, they're being really quiet. And so before he heads out, he's like, are you two having an affair? And then uh, he jokingly was like, yes. And he's like, cool. 
I feel like we we also get the throwaway line above before that happens when um, she initially asked or someone said something about Elena and they basically say, Elena, this job is not for her anymore. And that's why I said, like, I'm kind of annoyed that they like if that's the case and the actress who plays Elena doesn't return, like I'm just I'm annoyed that they couldn't figure out a way to get her voice just in the shot or in the scene so we have a more realistic explanation for why the job's no longer for her because she worked with E for years. She was super into Carolyn's big dick energy. I just find it really, you thought her her and Kenny were gonna snog or had already been snogging. So I'm just trying to figure out why, like this is the only writing decision thus far that doesn't make sense to me. And I suppose if if it's just down to the brass tacks of scheduling, for thespians and it's not working and it's we can't get her back it's over it's done because that totally happened with famka jensen on oh yeah how to get away with murder when people were trying to be like yo when is when is anna leave gonna rise and they were like never and i was like this is what happens to me with every fucking decent woman ship it's just it just it either never fully rises or it just dies before it gets to its its peak so yeah the actress besides the good place that she was doing she's also got tapped for the reboot of uh veronica mars so oh did you just google her is that why uh, she's busy yeah yeah, yeah. she's on an american Uh, show motherfucker i know veronica mars boo I mean, I'm just being selfish. Congratulations. Congratulations. I would FaceTime some scenes. Eve, look out. Like, just give me some of this. It's a mo-capture BBC. Fucking budget it in. We need these things. And so we've got a new, again, I'm not trying to say they out here switching out black people, but it just, (laughs) it technically is. Technically, Technically, they've swapped Elena for this new character, I believe, goes by the name of Jess. Yeah, luckily, she didn't say what are you talking about? Eva voice looked like this <laughs> because if like they would have done that, switch, yeah. right? Like if they would have done that, I would have just been two, three. If, yeah, she if has Carolyn would have right? said, or she has dreads, I braids or dreads, oh. I can't quite recall just off the top of my head. But it's one of those things. So definitely not Elena's hair is what I'm saying. Like natural style, definitely but not, not Elena's that one. hair. It's either really straightened and thin, or no, no, are... it's definitely braids or dreads. Like there, it's or maybe sister lock, like something like that. Like um. My mom has. So it, it was one of those styles because I did recognize that. I'm like, okay, Jess, you're on the scene. But I just didn't like that cutaway line about Elena. So I just had to mention it because that's the only thing that perturbed me is that there's not a better reason for Elena. I mean, granted, granted, Elena was justifiably traumatized. Like there are plenty of actual <laughs> reasons why she should be like, you know what? I'm going back to work in the desk at MI5 if I got my job back because I'm not cut out for this. But I just feel like for everything the team went through together, like they but, they yeah. could have just, but maybe the schedule was impossible. I don't fucking know. I mean, she could have definitely made more phone calls to Eve. Eve, I've been doing some independent research. I'm and just I saying we can't, get a, we can't get a lane of voice. Right. Voices recorded. Okay, fine. It would have been nice. So we get there. I don't trust the new black girl. Sorry. I don't trust Well, Jess. she got a bit of a, like she, she's <laughs> definitely a cynic and she got nothing but attitude but Eve, for Eve so far. I mean, maybe it'll get better, but I like that she's at least a foil to Elena, they're not like, let's replace the black girl with a black girl just like her. Like, she's not as, she doesn't seem to be as fun-loving or lighthearted. You know, maybe she's, like, seen a thing or two. That's what, I, I get the feeling this agent has been through some shit because... Handpicked by Carolyn, for sure. Uh, but Who again, jokes I, about infanticide, but, like, hard bitches, but she jokes later towards the end of the episode. She's <laughs> like, oh, it's a little early for infanticide. Like, girl, what? Also, is 12-year-old infanticide, but whatever. If that's true to unless, think- <laughs> unless it's a testament to her age it's like what since the fucking French couldn't even be bothered 
No one's talking to you, Lexi. I don't even remember what the fuck I was just saying. Do you see? I've not had enough sleep. Pissed off. All right. So we we meet the new team, and then we get a scene. Well, we know they're they're the Mandalay. We know that Hugo is annoying. Hugo is also there with Jess. Hugo and Jess generally seem annoying, but maybe they have things they can offer to the team. We're just not aware about it yet. Hugo is described by Jess as a Cambridge posh boy, some sort of privileged dick swab. See, there that phrase goes again. And that I assume he's smart in something because he doesn't, he's not exhibiting reasons why he's in the secret room. Except like, oh, I try try to be charming, but I've just come off as a dick, which is what I got from him. He's smug, he's self-assured in a way that's not attractive i'm i I don't like him already but the intention could be to write him as if this were an all-male squad how there's that female that's there but we don't know her credentials but she's there and Mm. we don't get why she's there other than i guess we can sort of look to hers not really for anything but maybe muse like because she's pretty so maybe he's like there because he's pretty and oh you know what i did hear that now it's coming back to me what jess said she said something to the effect of welcome to mi6 where someone is around every corner waiting to steal your job and i was like "Mm -hmm." yeah so climbing the ladder in a way that is malevolent is something that happens in mi6 which i would expect which i feel like maybe foreshadowing for eve like watch your back ho like maybe someone in your own group is gonna get you fucked up with the with the SWAT of the twelve when we see that scene where Eve is being, you know, oh, ushered yeah, into could, a that could be a gotcha. You're come right on. because I mean I don't want to jump ahead, but we know by the time this episode is done, like things have completely leveled up for all the parties involved, and so I'm sure the twelve is like, yo, we need to get a handle on the situation, stat. And so from there, we are back to motherfucking Julian. And Villanelle because Julian takes Villanelle home and he has all of these fucking dolls. Why does he have all these dolls? And then he has the dolls and he's like, mother collected them. And I'm yeah, like, oh okay, dear. Mm-hmm. Now you you had a lot of theories about this guy, but I'm just going to say straight up that he initially, when I saw this dude, I didn't trust him. And then as further scenes revealed themselves and I feel like his pathology revealed himself, I definitely didn't trust him. You were giving him way more credit than he deserved for like being smart I, and thinking things out. But I think he's a Norman Bates type. We're looking at a type of guy who I could give him Norman Bates. Yeah. But, but by Norman Bates, I mean, unexperienced generally with women spent the majority of their life and time with the mom inappropriately bonded to the mother because there's plenty of reasons why her self suffering from dementia could be in an actual home where you don't have to just lock the doors and keep your mother in a fucking closet and say, well, no, it's because she needs to be safe. Like what? And also that old lady, why were all the windows locked? How is she going to get to that top bathroom lock? That's not even, that's not necessary. And so I just feel like he's, he's on some next shit. He's on that, that my mom and I have a very wrong toxic relationship. And now it's to the point where she can't remember all the things we've done and experienced, but I do. Right. Like that's, that's kind of it. There was a, I think, was it? I can't remember what I was watching on sci-fi, but there was a story like that that was essentially the same thing, that someone was an abuser and they got dementia. And so the person that was taking care of them was the person that they abused. And it was like this weird sort of like, I feel responsible for you, Stockholm Syndrome, whatever, you can't remember, but at the same time, you don't remember all the horrible things you did and how you ruined my life and that just pisses me off. And so I feel like there's some weird, there was some weird dance happening here with whatever whatever situationship went down with his mom. I don't think he was ever married. 
And if he did marry someone, we're talking to like the BTK killer. Like he fucking had that bitch fault up until he murdered her because that's that's what I'm going with. That's exactly what I'm going with. And so the minute they get into the apartment, Villanelle sees those dolls. She's like, oh, no, it's one of these motherfuckers. <laughs> it's a fucking doll collecting bitch of all the dudes to pick. And she's so quietly fucking disgusted. And she's like, you know, well, can I sit down? And he's trying to be a good host. I'm like, oh, I'm going to get you anything. Look at your. Oh, I think she requests cake. That's what yeah. it is. Because mm-hmm. she tries to get him the fuck out. She's like, oh, no, I don't, I don't want to put you out. But cake would be you could you could get me some cake. That could work. And. Eventually, he goes to get something for her, I presume, whatever her initial requests are. And then while he's gone, she just kind of looks stressed out, I think, because she's coming to a realization that this guy's not normal or whatever. Normal's incidental. He's not safe would be the word I'd use. And it's not like you're just biding your time with some nice mom who doesn't suspect anything from you. You're biding your time with a creepy man who wants something from you very specifically. And you're not at your 100%, so you can't fully protect yourself. Uh, So she does take that moment while he's out of the room to, you know, check on uh, the surroundings. The the surroundings and... uh, Look for some fucking meds. (laughs) I mean, that would uh, be nice. Uh... I think she also opens up and looks at the progress of her uh, her little scar. I mean, progress is probably a a tall order. I think she was just checking to see if it was how if bad it was, the infection spreading. Yeah, like <laughs> does she have the gangrene? Like is she about to <laughs> is she about to just you know get necrosis on that shit? And so she needs to make sure that her skin's not dying, which is appropriate because she was certainly fingering that shit just a day ago. She's like, I can't keep fingering my wound for pleasure if I don't have antibiotics. So this motherfucker got to get me antibiotics. And so we find out when we go back to. I guess, proper MI6 location that, you know, Kenny and Eve are talking and Kenny runs out to find Eve to finally get like what happened because they couldn't really get their conversation out. And he's like, mother said you went to Paris. And oh, yeah, that's when Hugo comes down. He's being more of a dick. And he's yeah. just like, er, er. <laughs> and they're just like, silence. Don't move. OK. And of course, Hugo clocks it because he's like, that's weird. I came in. You were talking. You stopped. Now you're both looking at me. I'm walking out, and then that's when he makes his little comment about, so you guys, an affair? You, you fucking? And Eve is like, yeah, 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 sure. <laughs> that's it. That's what we're doing. Also, Hugo, how are you a spy if you can't pick up sexual energy? Like, I, I'm just saying. I, I can't. Like, because, they are so far from yeah, fucking okay. that you should lose your job just on being that shitty of a spy for asking that mo- ridiculous of a question. And then, you know, after she leaves, yes, I found Villanelle. What? You found her? I Well, I stabbed her. <laughs> Like you, you did you, that, Eve. You, you what? You, and she right. She's like, I don't know. And then she's like, Wait. He's he says, Does mom know? And he's like, No. Uh, should I tell her? She's like, No. <laughs> and he's like, No, don't not. do that. You're withholding information on a case you're working on. Don't do that unless you just want to go down entirely, Eve, for breaking the fucking laws. Right. And. Hugo interrupts again because he's like yo we got that thing the assassination training that you're supposed to give us Eve and she's like oh yeah I'm coming (laughs) I'm coming cut to fucking Eve fucking it was beautiful this I loved every second of this aside from being a bumbling fumbling mess she was trying her best was the last time she worked a projector whatever year it was what 1998 no 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 (laughs) it's not even about her working a projector it's about the fuck that Eve does she's not technologically inclined 
she might as well be my mother. Like she, her password is one, two, three, four. Yes. She's not going to do anything. She doesn't know how to fucking press the projector buttons. And so she's one of those people that's just like, I can't. And so she's up there and she's trying to figure out how to get the pictures to match up with the words she wants to say. And fucking Hugo again, Hugo, you just got here, bro. You just got here, B. He's what like, is up with you, like, man? You, splaining across the block. Like all you got to do is, uh, well, you see where that light is flashing out of the projector. You you want to stand not directly in front of it because the light will hit you square in the face. But like Eve, <laughs> Eve doesn't have any time about it because after Hugo gets up to help and mansplain, she's like, "Actually, Hugo, I can figure out the fucking remote. It's Thanks. just the remote. Right. It's just the remote. You can fuck off." And she eventually gets it and starts doing a little slideshow of Villanelle's greatest hits yes, her greatest her kills greatest from season hits, one greatest slits. mostly yeah and uh she gets a constantine you know she starts to get a little a little motion start to show a little bit as she gets closer to the end of pictures which are not in a congruous fashion they're just like out of order but she gets the constantine and she's like oh she shot him in a tea room full of people and this is jess this is jess saying like oh so she's sloppy then and she's like oh and Eva's like, Eva's like, don't you dare talk <laughs> right. about my girlfriend like that. Okay, sloppy, so never that. Off, she's a lot of things, but she's not fucking sloppy. Uh, yeah. What I, does she say? She's like, let me think for a second. She's like, oh, she's flamboyant. Right. She's attention-seeking, instinctive, and spoiled. And the way she says she's like, oh, spoiled. Like, she's remembering her flat. Like, oh, yeah. oh God, that fucking flat. And easily bored, but definitely not sloppy, which is accurate. Villanelle's all those things. Sloppy is not a word that I would ever use with Villanelle. And then she gets to Frank. In a dress, which, oh, Frank. Yeah, poor Frank. Oh, and, but Frank. then afterwards, we get Bill, Bill. And a projector. That's what I mean. It's like a progressive, it's like this weird progressive thing of who she cared about, like, least to most. There was Constantine, yeah. then Frank, and then Bill. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Save the best for last, I suppose. And then she describes how Bill was killed. Well, you know, he got stabbed on the dance floor. And she makes and his a, nub. <laughs> and she makes a joke. <laughs> She's chopped. like, um, if anyone says it's murder on the dance floor, she'll yeah. throw them out the window. They'll throw you out the window. I think Jess would be the the one that would probably have said that, and I'm glad she warned her because I'm not trying to see, yeah, a girl fight. I mean, I don't mind girl fights, but just not that one. I don't want to see that one. And then uh, cut to uh, Eve on her laptop again on Bing, uh, looking at a news article about a a hospital. Oh no, that not happened. yet, not yet. We're actually back to Villanelle, and she is looking through the medicine cabinet to take some meds or something and Julian's knocking at the door and she's oh. bullshitting through the door and you know he's like oh what are you doing come out there and she's just like trying to find some shit she takes some pills maybe Advil she's just like I'm just trying not to die mm-hmm. while your creepy ass definitely wants to keep me here just like halfway sick so you can do whatever you want and from there we cut back to Eve who is researching death at a Paris hospital and she comes across Gabriel Yes, a supposedly 12-year-old boy, according to the translation, and uh, that uh, the prime suspect was a female uh, who was uh, admitted with a serious stab wound to the abdomen. And then, of course, that went off like a flare gun to Eve's senses because that's the condition she left her lover in. And so she's like, uh, the trail, it's hot and I know where. I know where to look. I mean, a woman stabbing a boy. Like, it's on any given day, in particular, women killing, let alone children, is a very rare occurrence statistically. And so just just in general, I feel like, oh, there's a child murdered and a woman did it. <laughs> there's a very short <laughs> list. This is an extremely short list of 
who am I going to think of? Who's known that might do this kind of thing? And well, you know, Eve is on. I mean, she's searching. She's looking. And we know that she's searching Paris news. Just like just in general. She's like, oh, are there any news on on V? <laughs> is, she, is she OK? Is she alive? I know Carolyn says she's definitely probably alive because they found stuff, but they didn't find her. But still, I don't know for sure. I mean, she does figure out for sure by the time the episode ends. But at that point, I think she's still in her thirst McGurst. Oh, yes. And then this is the deleted scene that I feel like this is where it would fit that deleted scene. It Which would one? be Jess walking out saying, oh, uh, it's a little early in the morning for infanticide, is it? And she's laughing it off like, oh, no, this isn't anything to do with our briefing. This is just, <laughs> this is just, my, you know, my, the news. my other obsession. Yeah. So <laughs> now Jess is looking at Eve like, oh, you just like when anybody dies, don't you? <laughs> it's like, mm-hmm. but this is like your, your, your kink when yes. people die. And then she, she calls, she makes a call to somebody in Paris and requests that they send over all the deets, all the pictures of the murder so she can analyze like she loves to do. She loves staring at death pictures. We know that's what you love to do, Eve. And from there, we get we cut to a scene. And I just want to say, of all the predictions <laughs> I've made, of all the fucking predictions I've made, this is one of my favorite and most satisfying predictions it to see come gooey. through. It wasn't gooey. It, it was stitched up. I'm so glad okay. we didn't have to see right. like pus. Because I would be concerned for Villanelle if we saw pus. I'd be like, well, she needs to get to the hospital stat and get some meds. But she finally got her bath. Now, this is not the bath I was thinking about because it's a bath in a pervy apartment where she's got to have the door locked so the creepy man doesn't come in. But she's in the tub caressing her scar just like I wanted, thinking of Eve. You guys, isn't it fun to get exactly what you asked for? It almost (laughs) like never happens for me. And it's happening with this show. And so she does that. And that's all we get. That's all we need to see is she's in the bath. She's fingering her scar and stitches. And she's thinking about her girl. That's. That's all there is well, to say about that if scene. Technically, if the timetable's right, they're both thinking about each other. Okay, okay. How about this? How about this? They're never not thinking about each other. That's right. the fucked up part. That's right. the part about obsession is that you, like, there are other things adjacent to your thoughts. You're like, Villanelle and milk. Villanelle and what should I eat? Villanelle and should I get this whack dress to wear for Nico? But it's always Villanelle and. And so you can't convince me otherwise that it's not Villanelle and. And for Villanelle, it's Eve. Yeah, it's, it's there's just no Eve. And. Right, there's no there's Eve. Eve. It's just Eve. Maybe there's a dot, 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 I guess the 12, but it's just Eve at this point. Eve, dot, 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 I need pills. <laughs> Which I have something to say about, like, towards the end, about, like, what I think Villanelle's state of mind is, but I'll save that because it has to do with, like, you know, when she finally gets out of that little stank-ass house. Right. But we're not there yet. Yeah, so right now, Eve has her picture. She's looking at everything. She's looking at the murder scene. She's... Dead little Gabriel. Yeah, she sees the photo. She, for some reason, notices that, you know, he has something in his hand. For some reason? <laughs> she be like, the expertly placed it? apple? It was definitely, like, posed body in all. Yeah, because when you just fucking die, you don't grip shit like that. Someone right. has to do it for you. Post. So we remember him getting tucked in when Villanelle left. So someone, I guess, turned down the sheets after. Her. Well, she she must have after she looked at the apple. Because remember, we see that scene and she tucks oh, him in. And after she tucks him apple. in, she saw the apple. So she, she and so she probably down. turns it down yeah. and then puts the apple there for Eve. She's knowing like, that murder, Eve will, will come there. Murder, but but make it fashion and about my girlfriend. So the murder happens first and then she makes it No, but is it? Okay. But I also think it's Villanelle's way of saying like thinking of you like Villanelle yeah. is Villanelle. So it's not even like 
I don't know that she goes that deep into it except of saying like, I want to let you know in this super secret way that we would know because only we have shared these moments. Like later on when it's a toilet cleaner, it's like, girl, like who else right. is really going to get this <laughs> shit? Carolyn's still trying to get the deets herself about what happened in Paris. So she can't possibly know the depth of like these these analogies because if there's a sorry baby note you know what's hilarious is that eve probably never told nobody about the sorry baby she probably was like oh here are these dresses and this other sorry baby there was no note there was no note it was not part of what got sent and i certainly didn't leave a note in anna's jacket i wasn't instigating i wasn't wilding shit (laughs) (laughs) and there would there would be no way to get that note back anna's death is her fucking fault because if she she just left a bunch of shit she had to die (laughs) eve you already murder adjacent you already murder adjacent you gotta fucking get your shit together but why is she on bing going apple eve okay look Let's just say that hmm. Villanelle maybe does have a thing for biblical fantasies when she's doing the, the the role play in season one. And she like goes along with that with the the woman where she's like, why do you why are you calling me this name? And she's like, oh, it's just a, it's a biblical fantasy. And she's like, oh, should I call you Adam? She's like, no, 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 no. I don't need all that. I just need this other part. And so this is I mean, there's a number of things you can, you know, parallels you can try to draw from like the whole Apple situation with the Garden of Eden. And generally I'm, you know, I like to think subversively about it because I feel like that whole allegory is like sexist in and of itself. Oh, the woman has to be the temptress. But in this situation with Eve and Villanelle, it's like, like Villanelle is the serpent in a sense. I mean, obviously not actually a serpent, but like what she's like, here, here's this thing. I'm offering it to you free of charge. But I'm telling you, if you bite into this, you're going to be different. You're going to be changed. There might be some murder, you know, ongoing misandry, dumping your husband. But once you bite this apple, there's no going back. Like, I don't know. That's that's what I'm getting from it right now is that mm. it's kind of like a dare. Like, I see you. I mean, I feel like that's what Villanelle's saying. She's like, I see you. I see you better than anyone else. And everyone else thinks you're this fucking, quote unquote, normal, stable person. But I've seen into you now and I see that you're nothing like that. You're like me. And so here's this, here, take this apple. I know you want it. I know you want to fucking buy it. I like what you're doing with this apple. And I'm hoping that this is what they were going for because this is my new headcanon. I know. I love this. This I love. Wow. So let it be done. Right. (laughs) So this is like the hip hop equivalent of Jay-Z announced getting his award for a rap album one year and going, what up, B? Before anybody <laughs> knew that they were even talking. And then exactly. Destiny's Child's got their awards. And when she uh, what up, did hers, oh. right, she did her speech. It was like, what up, ho? And it was like, oh, oh. Mm-hmm, this, is, mm-hmm, this is, they're doing it. Although, we got to shout out Eve Googling even apple girl what? yes like maybe why don't you up, know maybe she grew up in a secular household Eve, she don't know what's your name all your life it's like you never heard no jokes never heard no puns really v for vendetta you, came she out she said she grew up in america and you cannot grow up in america and escape christian propaganda yeah, no. it's not it's everywhere that's not what happens it's, it's everywhere. everywhere it's in the western world it's everywhere you can't escape that shit it's everywhere you go and so i don't know i think it's ridiculous but eve is ridiculous on her spy shit so many times that i guess okay sure eve google Eve and Apple and just confirm for yourself what you already know to be true about temptation and what Bill and I was trying to say to you. And so from there, after Eve is dealing with her like Eden reference, we cut back to Villanelle asking about meds again because homeboy is ignoring her and trying to keep her. And she tries to play up her childlike qualities and mentions that, you know, she could get tonsillitis, which is 
definitely something mostly children get. You don't really find a lot of adults getting tonsillitis. And then he does the worst thing. Look, he does. Not I'm use sorry. A tongue I, depressor. Oh, he put his fingers in her mouth without and wait, consent. Not only Bro. wait, but gauge Villanelle's reaction. Because at first she was like, uh, Villanelle <laughs> wanted to do the murder. Yeah. And I wanted her to do the murder, but I'm like, you have to wait until it's advantageous for you to do the murder so I understand how hard it is for you to swallow your murder tendencies right now because this man has his dirty fucking fingers. Right. Where were in those your fingers? Mouth. I can't. In Ugh. your mouth. What? And he just did it all regular. Like, that's yeah. what you do. Like, you just right. put your fingers in strange women's mouths or strange girls' mouths. If you thought Villanelle was younger than she was, like, what the fuck? I wanted to punch this dude. I want to leap through my TV screen and do bad things to him. Yeah, Unfortunately, I was, I was, I was not, not able okay to. With that. I think I was angrily tweeting at that time going, oh, oh, that's that's a way to do it. But no, and this is when we, I mean, he's already been super creepy. But at this point, it's obvious that he doesn't have any real interest in healing Vill- Villanelle because it, it's easy enough to see that the bitch has a stab wound and she keeps reiterating. I need these specific drugs. And he's like, well, how do you know what this is or what's that? And she's like, ah, just, you know, I just need it to like not die and he keeps like in this last instance he's like oh i'll get you some flu pills when she's and it's like flu pills who said who anything? the fuck who said anything about the flu motherfucker it made me think of just you know well medicine here in the states where you can be a person of a certain persuasion and say hey i'm in pain and they go mm, are you really in pain or are you an addict and you yeah. just want some like pills and, and he they, calls her a worry wart yeah and asks her for if a she wants hypochondriac. a fucking i was like how dare he asked you? her if she wanted a hottie body like she was three bitch i don't like your role-playing games i want you to die julian that's that's what i that's what i was saying aloud and so unfortunately villanelle is still stuck with this motherfucker and his creepy fingers asking her if she wants a hottie t- it's a what isn't that like a water bottle isn't that just sort of like like a hot water what is right a hot it would milk? be hot i mean milk? yeah it's, it's Whatever. similar to like a cold compress where it's like does it really solve but what anything? does it do yeah <laughs> what does it do uh, wow you can be dramatic with your cold compress the fuck i know in between this scene and the next scene because we had some commercials there was one of those deleted scenes and that was where we see carolyn talking to eve saying we need to find out why you know who had villanelle kill peel because and Eva's like, well, why? And she's like, well, because whoever has the information has the power to control our lives. And that seems like Constantine adjacent from what Adina was saying about information, information. But that seems like a spy credo. I mean, if this guy overall. was the kind of Google uh, guru that he was like, you have to think about it. It's a he was a tech guy. So more than likely, he probably did something with social media or private information where things mm-hmm, were secure. Mm-hmm, so he mm-hmm. had keys and access and he probably sold that data to like you know i mean information is power that's yeah obviously that's sort of the power game everyone plays in season one is who has more information about what and i'm sure as soon as he died um people corporations came and said well we're just gonna close all this up and we're gonna unplug all these things <laughs> and we're gonna just uh everything's gonna be encased and scanned through and to see who if anything was removed, when it was removed, when mm-hmm, it was copied, mm-hmm. and where where those copies could be, yeah. So that sounds that sounds accurate and appropriate. And so from there, <sighs> Villanelle is up yes. and trying to fucking just do something again because Villanelle can't catch a motherfucking break. She's and sneaking around like the Pink Panther. So to, is. I was hoping she was looking for the way out, but then I said, no. you know what, would be smarter. 
if you got some revenge on the guy who put his fingers in your mouth without consent. So she opens the door to what she hopes to be the bedroom of, you know, her caregiver so that she can <laughs> Heavy return quotations that you guys the favor see. and, you know, return some care, give some care to this guy. And instead, she runs into Norma Bates. Right, so uh, she looks on the bed. There's no one in the bed. She turns around, and then this... Uh... They both scream. <laughs> that was actually a very funny moment. I mean, Jodie Comer's comedic timing is fantastic in this series, but it's just another one of those great faces and screams she's doing where she's, you know, like, what the fuck? Kind of like with Anina. Like, you're screaming, I'm screaming, what the fuck? And uh, she's about to club this old bitty with a porcelain, porcelain kitty cat. Porcelain kitty. Which I love. Villanelle, so much style. And she stopped literally right before she clubs her head by fucking Julian, who's like, not my mommy. <laughs> I love her. Oh, I, I should have told you that she's a scary thing we've had. Wow, accents back. But yeah, so that's what happens. And she can't kill the old bitch. And he's like, oh no, it's my mom. Mm. She's just, you know, she wanders like this. Some, I thought you locked all the doors, bro, but all right. I mean, and then uh, well, he does lock her up after he, that. He sends her back to the closet. Essentially, he's like, "Oh, it's for her safety. It's not really bad. It's fine." To even get in that room, like it, the door got unlocked, that and the key was on the outside. So it was like, "That's true." This is yeah, that's why I thought she was looking for where Julian was, and was like, "Ooh." I mean, I think she was. I mean, she was trying to do something because yeah. does she only has a few uh, moments each time he disappears, and this time, you know, after this scene, she wakes up in the room and Julian's fucking staring at her fucking yes. Hannibal Lecter style. Like, or maybe that's actually Hannibal Lecter is too classy for him. Maybe like Edward Gaines, you know, like really creepy stares. What the fuck? Okay. The only time it's even moderately possible for it to be like, Oh, you're looking at me. That's your lover. Right. In the morning. That's like, Hey babe, it's not someone standing at least 10 feet apart, but just glaring at you. Probably not blinking. Probably a stain on his pants. I hate to say it, but let's don't say that. No, Villanelle. Villanelle was fucking abused <laughs> this episode, and I had Ew. to watch it, and I'm still upset about it. I'm still fucking scarred because this is what's actually fucking happened. And Julian's fucking staring at her, and yet again, she's like, "Oh my god, can I get some fucking meds?" Because I'm concerned about my fucking future. I'm concerned about my fucking life. She doesn't say that in so many words, but that's and what it like, is. She's like, "Ever to a list?" And he's like, mm, "A list." And he's like, "What's up with this fucking list?" Uh, I don't know what half of these words mean. I just what this. He's like, I, I can't read. What's this? Anti by what? And she makes a suggestion. They're like, well, maybe I should just go. Maybe I should just leave. It's fine. And he's like, oh, no, 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 no. It's, it's fine. You know what? I, I can go to the store. I'm going to go. my mother anyway, but I guess I could get these for you as well. And then he reads, he's like, oh, um, some sanitary uh, napkins. Uh, he says, uh, this might be a bit of... Uh, this might be well, he says it. He he makes a he implies it like, oh, this might be a little tricky. I'm gonna have to pretend this for my girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, you know, with his creepy grin. laugh. And Villanelle's like, fake asleep, fake asleep, which is what she does. And he goes over after she's pretending to be asleep because she's like, I don't even want to deal with you. I don't look at you. I don't want to hear you. And he fucking kisses her again with the no consent and crossing of the lines. And what does Villanelle do, or what should Villanelle do every time a guy does this? Murder them. Yeah, literally murder them like she did bill for touching her without consent bill that was bill's mistake he, he put that hand on her shoulder he was like hey you and she was like oh time to die 
Matter of fact, I got to put that image I made up for one of the episode descriptions where, oh. where I, I basically put a caption that's next to Villanelle and, you know, that scene Bill where he just like grips her shoulder and she's like, someone should teach you about consent with uh, a knife, uh-huh. which she oh, does. And that's I the same like energy that. I yes. want for, that's the same energy I want for Frank. Or not Frank, excuse uh, not, um, me. He already got that energy. Yeah, Julian. For Julian. Yeah, this bothered me a lot only because it was like he was making a proposition where he was like, you know, this might cause a bit of a stir. I might have to say there for my girlfriend. Oh. It was almost like he was saying, oh, God, is it fine that I think of you as my girlfriend? It's like, bitch, she just got here. She was just talking about her stepdaddy, but I already knew you was a creep. I already knew you was a creep. So, of course, you're like, perving on I, someone who's recovering yes, from injuries. I can be your new stepdaddy. Oh, I, God. Do you want no. to be my new stepdaughter? No. We God, so much please. <laughs> why? Why do you want me to suffer? I can't handle it. Mm-hmm. So that scene ends with his creepy kiss without consent, and Villanelle cringing deeply on the inside, worse than she did about the Crocs. And from there, we cut back to Hugo talking to Eve, talk, talking about. And I don't know if does she want to talk about it. Yeah, I didn't know talk about he, what, ho. I think that he noticed her about. When the bill slide came up, how she was getting more emotional. Yeah, everyone had to notice that. But also, did they read their files? Because they should (laughs) know that Bill was on the team. Eve's bestie. I don't know how much of that uh, unsanctioned team they know anything about. I don't think they know about it. It didn't exist. It technically didn't happen. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So he was just an agent who was murdered out overseas while he was visiting his boyfriend. I really hope Carolyn wasn't that rude and she was like, yeah, yeah, these people died, but you don't have to read we might their have files. Also, we might have are. also been in town when it happened, but we also <laughs> might not have. <laughs> oh, this, gosh. This attache. Like why, like, why would we have the clearance to get any of this information or tell you when you're new to the team, how any of we came about any of this info. Mm-mm-mm. Well, all you know, everyone was compliant and just told us what we needed to know and we're just telling you what they said. Yes. So Eve questions Hugo about after he's like, do you want to talk about it? And she's like, no. And she's like, well, maybe. What do you know about psychopaths? And she asks what he thinks about the air bubble under the toenail killer and, you know, goes on for a little bit. Oh, wait, the about quip. The quip where she's like, what do you know about psychopaths? He's like, I went to a boarding school. And I'm like, oh, oh he's just further cementing cheeky. his posh, his posh. <laughs> that's cheeky. And, you know, yeah, she's like, yeah, you know, regular killings. You're telling me your profile of Villanelle is that, you know, she has this flair that, you know, she's stylish. But this, you know, air bubble under the toenail. This is this is clean. This is sleek. This is discreet. This is efficient. Well, you're this you're is... leaving out the fact that Eve places herself in the first person in it. Like oh, yeah. she says all of that. But while she's saying she wants to be fun, she wants to be um flamboyant she wants wants me me. she's like she wants me she she's well first she says she wants people to know it's her she wants me to know and she like places herself in it like she always does and hugo was like you and she's like whatever people just others (laughs) but that's i mean anyone who's paying attention to how eve talks about villanelle will clock that her face changes her emotion changes her expression changes and there's more passion in her description of villanelle than there is in bill like with bill there's sadness but with villanelle there's passion there's like still anger and just pent up stuff about her apartment and her style and her fucking flair for fucking murder she can't she can't get over it and so basically the end of that conversation with hugo is her coming to the conclusion that it wasn't villanelle who killed alistair peel because it was so fucking basic which that's what i've been saying i was like it's too fucking basic to be villanelle she she's on her luxury when she kills people and the the killing style has to reflect that 
And so from there, what do we do? We're back at Julian's. Oh, God, this episode. We're back at fucking Julian's and Villanelle oh. still again. Like every time we go back to the scene, Villanelle's like, can I get some meds? And he's like, no. Yeah. So she's <laughs> on some sort of chair, really slumped over watching, watching like TV. daytime television. Yes. The telly with mom who I guess doesn't know what's going on. Norman? Norma? <laughs> Norman Reed. <laughs> and then he's like, oh, this is such a hard program. And, you know, takes the remote and cuts it off. And I'm like, what? But the person who's unwell is watching television. She can't even watch she a little can't. TV? She can't I just even catch some respite? Like, this will rot your brain, little little girl. Look. You know, listen to your stepdad. So, if anything, <laughs> because you were like, was he married? And I'm like, he maybe had a, a sister or a niece or someone he he killed or a co-worker's child he killed because this this doll fixation definitely started in his childhood because his mother collected them and she probably had really weird rules and really weird things she said to him about the dolls and now he's fixing the doll and the way we know this is because he does another fucking weird ass creepy thing after he's talking to Villanelle and he's like oh I'm turning off the tv and she's like could we open up the windows fucking hot? And he's like, not with your fever. And he's like, look at your fucking hair. It's a mess. Come here. It has a brush and brushes her hair. I have to sit through this creepy man brushing And then he Villanelle says hair. the Villanelle's name hair. of the episode. Mm-hmm. There you are. Nice and neat. And, I was and like, it's like, I want your face to be nice ugh. and neat inside of Villanelle's hands as she chokes the fucking life from you because that's what the fuck you deserve. It was fucking disgusting. He brushes her Ugh. hair and, you know, we we suddenly get a Julian's mom coming into the scene after that because Villanelle's like, wow, this is awful. And we hear like a hello, dear, from Julian's mom. And, you know, Villanelle's like, oh, what the fuck? Were you faking it? Because she says something like, lovely to see you again. And Villanelle's like, you could speak. I thought you were in dementia. And for a little bit, she's not in the dementia. She's like, how's Deb? And Villanelle doesn't know what to do. So she's like cycling through. And then she's like, Deb got fat. <laughs> and she's like, oh. And kudos to her. It was such a fast oh. response. Because... Like, oh, what a shame. And then she tells Villanelle and whoever she thinks she is to be careful of Julian, won't you? And Villanelle's just like, what? And he says, she says something to the effect of, well, he's a good boy. And V's like, oh, come back, come back. Circle back to that. Hello, hello. Are you still yeah, here? And is anyone home? Has is anyone home? And she's like, no, I'm gone now. It's the brain you're trying to reach is not on this plane. Yes, yeah, she retreated back into her probably what's safe in her mind, considering the kind of creepy son she has. And in her moments of lucidity, she just tells people, watch out for Julian. He's not right. He's not right in the head. But that also fits to me like the Norman Bates idea of like mother traumatizes son, says son is fucked up, but son is fucked up because of mother's issues. You, There's no way I can be I can be dissuaded from this theory of Julian because it's just like he's too fucking creepy he kept dolls and all i'm gonna say is many years ago i'm not gonna shout this dude out because you know he could be googleable as an actor but he uh, oh, you know no. i look oh no all i'm gonna say is <laughs> went on a date many moons ago and uh i look back on that time and i'm like why candace why <laughs> and one of the things that just like it was it was already mostly going bad i was like you talk about yourself too much i'm not really interested like what the fuck but we got back to his place and he collected a bunch of japanese dolls run oh it was an immediate run. about face like you know you're like maybe something could happen oh wow light switch the fuck off it's done i am in survival mode because no dude who just has 300 plus 
perfect dolls in your bedroom. And they were all over his apartment. I was like, what is this? He's like, I'm a collector. They're worth money. And I was like, all right, bro. Like, I got to go. Thanks, but no thanks. This, you know, goodbye. Good luck with your Good luck with of... your murder because yeah. there's no fucking way I'm staying in this damn apartment. Uh, get another victim, girl. <sighs> And so she doesn't get any more information out of Yikes. out of Norma, but enough for her to be like, okay, time to expedite me leaving this place. Which, to be sure, she was already trying to expedite, but he was surprisingly effective at keeping Villanelle inside with apparently the same kind of child lock windows that Eve has installed. Is this like what they do in England? Is this what happens with the windows? Anyone, fans, feel free to write in and let us know if right, you live in England and you've got one of these windows that don't open. And they can't be broken. That's the other <laughs> thing. It's like you can't like you. Is it is it stronger than bulletproof glass? Because I would just feel like get, get one of those porcelain kitties and just keep throwing it out the wall until something something happens something at the gives. window. Something's got to give. Something's got to fucking give. And from there, I think we get another one of those deleted scenes, actually, from uh, Jess asking Eve what she's looking at. And that's where she makes the infanticide comment in between that commercial break. Right. That's why I keep feeling like some of this is out of order. You mean the deleted scenes? Yeah, I like. I that would think make of sense where we've seen it, and then I think of when it should have happened, and it's like, well, this is where I would have put that action, and I wish that it would have stayed in. But you know, when we come back, is it? I believe it's Carolyn and Eve making their way to Alistair Peel's house. Yes, which Eve comments kind of in shock that it's, I guess, to her mind, too basic for a millionaire or this billionaire, whatever fucking heir he's supposed to be. And she's like, no way one of the richest men lives here. What the fuck? It's I overrun. I mean, this is how you keep your money by not being uh, someone who has to Suspend flaunt it. it. And yeah. considering that you've never flaunted any money, Eve, not even in your shoes. Like, what are you? Why are you so concerned? Right. <laughs> why his? Why the house looks so basic. And uh, they get in there and they meet the son. I don't remember his name. It doesn't matter. He's kind of flat. He reminded me of Frank. For some reason, I was like, oh, is this Frank's kids? He was like, no, wait. This is how oh, you did ask if they're Frank's yeah. kids. Like Frank's kids were like I know, but secondary like middle school, school or whatever. Right, I know. But it's just the way he was behaving. It's like, yeah, you know, my he dad. He had that Frank energy, which is to say annoying energy. And yeah. I will agree with that for sure. It's like, you know, my dad walked past this house. He was like, uh, it's a nice house on the block. And he's got to have it. So, you know, he bought it money. And Eve's like, that's, she says something like that's awesome or something like that. She does like, say it's awesome. He basically says his dad was sentimental and not necessarily materialistic, at least not when it came to where he lived. And it seems like his children are upset at that because they're like, this is what he left us. <laughs> and it's like, okay, but you still got a home. Just, yeah, but you know, we, we should have had billions. <laughs> but that isn't, unless their father's billions were somehow erased or he Warren buffeted them and was like, oh, it's a charity. They, they're fucking fine. They're fine. Then let's hope that that's not what happened. What? The- <laughs> All to charity. <laughs> why? Why? Why should those kids get the money? They don't I look like they do were the doing work. anything decent with right. their lives. Like, they're good. They probably have enough to be chill in the fucking giant cottage that they hate. But they don't need daddy's billions. They'd probably be extra dick swabs if they had that. And so, you know, they get to Peel's house and they basically are like, hey, so, you know, your dad, who you think died from a heart attack, Turns out he was murdered. And they're like, impossible. Can't be true. We were there. What do you mean? He had a heart attack. And they're like, yeah, no, it's true. He was murdered. And uh, we want to ask you some questions. Did you see it? Did you see how? Did you see a woman <laughs> walking around? And I believe the son confirms the 
pedicure woman and it's kind of like this this thing we've been hearing about which they later come to the conclusion that like oh this other woman is the kind of woman you never notice it's not the villanelle who you walk in the room and you're like wow she looks fly she's right. dressed fly she's giving off fly vibes yay this woman has appeared where it's like we have this other and kind of like what we said in our prediction polar opposite assassin who just blends like yes. don't notice me my hair's not special my shoes aren't special my clothes aren't special the only thing special is the way i'm killing you but you wouldn't even know i'm here <laughs> i'm just i just got in got out like we see in the is it early in the episode where we see her give somebody some coffee I forget what that is. Uh, or is that, that's it's about to later. come up. Yeah, yeah it's okay, about it's to come, come up. up. So Eve uh, stops the interrogation. She goes, uh, do you recognize this woman? And she's showing a picture. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> how often has she said that in this series? Do you know Oksana? Tell me about Oksana. And, you know, the, the daughter uh, looks at the picture. She's like, mm-mm, don't know her. And then looks at the son, takes a look. Another glance over. He's like, nope, not a familiar Don't notice. at no. all. Mm-hmm. And so the scene cuts to them bolting out of this uh, estate. Of the house. Carolyn's like, stop it. That's because Eve, <laughs> Eve is so fucking thrilled. She's just got that look she gets on her face. She's like, I've done it. And, you know, Carolyn's just like, just fucking stop. <laughs> stop looking so thrilled that you were right. Mm, because it's like, ridiculous. It's another player. She said, Villanelle's gonna be furious and I'm like well yeah because Carolyn is like how do we know it's not Villanelle like and she's like well it's obvious but also you know it's obvious and Carolyn's like I guess maybe you know this is just it's obvious to the Villanelle whisperer (laughs) which is me Eve Palastri the Villanelle whisperer and she's like yeah this other woman is oh because I think Carolyn makes a juxtaposition oh maybe this other woman's so good that she's been undetected this long and then Eve is like beaming where she's like yes Villanelle yes. this will make her furious I love the fact that uh, Carolyn does that. say you know what yes there's a player it doesn't mean she's a new player right. she's probably been she's doing different. this she's a different player for a time and she's really good at it which and maybe she's not for the 12 maybe okay. she's like the but sidebar 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 yeah. sidebar sidebar as we learn later that this woman is likely, you know, middle-aged, closer to Eve's demographic, perhaps, um, immigrant, non-white. Um, I'm just going to say, I'm like, I'm just going to say that objectively, like, objectively with how the world is going, like, that's, it's, I feel like it's a little easier to be an assassin. Like, uh-huh. if you're an immigrant non-white woman somewhere in the world where people are still dick swabs every time and you're like yo i could kill like she that that scene we eventually see she's just killing some white dude like is that is that problematic like i don't think it's problematic for everybody oh you gotta go kill this guy like he has children who gives a fuck right people keep misplacing empathy it's a little weird also who's this woman what has she potentially lost to get to this point where she's like yo i mean middle-aged too like Part of me wonders, are we dealing with like a lifelong assassin? And by lifelong, I just sort of mean like 20s, 240s if she's in it. Or, or, uh, just, I don't, are we dealing with a late bloomer like what I want Eve to be? Honestly, I want Eve to be a late blooming murderer because I feel like a lot of people think this show was on the trajectory of just like, oh, it's it's a cop thing and it's a cop killer, cat and mouse, where it's definitely more cat and cat, as people have said now. But I feel like, and this is what I hope, that it's the slippery slope to who Eve becomes. Like, if I could just imagine Eve in the future having a job, plausibly with an assassin girlfriend, she's that woman who's just like sneaking in and out, killing people with and having fun. But how do we get there? Like, how do you get to that person? How do you get to that person that's just chill with it? And I think you sometimes, or at least in, in one variation, you get to it through the way Eve has gotten to closer to herself through Villanelle and through this this case 
of of investigating her because she's like, I too like the murder. I too have feelings when I do it. And now that I've actually penetrated someone with the pointy end, I'm thinking about it all the time. And what happens when people think about shit all the time? So they they gotta exercise those what demons. What you focus on the longest becomes <laughs> the strongest. I, and that is fucking accurate. So th- those are just some side thoughts I have about Eve and what the fuck is going on with her. And I guess from there, from her beaming about, ooh, Villanelle's going to be so upset and I can't wait to see it. We're back at Julian's again. It's not a fun time here. He's gone out and Villanelle is trying to break out. Yes. Again, all the windows are locked and she's trapped. That's basically how it ends. That's that's I that's suffer. She suffers. That's yeah, the fucking scene. We all suffer. And then we're back to fucking Jess, who is being updated by Eve and Carolyn about the little trip to Peel's house. And, you know, she's like, oh, the kids don't they don't recognize, you know, the woman. And she's like, well, that's fucking convenient. And Eve is like, I know. But that leads me to my hypothesis that this woman is the type of woman you fucking forget. She's there's nothing about her that's going to stand out because she's perfected the art of blend. And if there's people who are fucking visible in this goddamn society all over the place, it's immigrants. Uh Just like servants, just servants, just in the back. Just I'm not even paying attention to you because you're so below my pay grade. I don't give a fuck. That's how a lot of people walk around. And what a better, what better place to put an assassin in the service industry or to have that be like a, a constant cover because there's always service people in every building and no one gives a fuck if they have ID. I mean, that's how Villanelle got in to kill perfume lady. She was like, oh. I just, I was, yeah, I was, of course I've been here the whole time. I, I, I got to give her a tampon. And so, I don't know. I can't wait to see Villanelle's response to this, though. But it won't be the same type of jealousy, I don't think, because it's not a young woman. They've established that it's an older woman. So, I think it'll just be a jealousy based off of attention. Well, yeah. She's yeah. like, I, I'm thinking about you 24-7. Why are you only thinking about me 24-6? Right. Why is there a whole day dedicated to this new bitch who, what? We didn't discuss this, Eve. Also, is she leaving a trail of apples? Because we see the apple in Julian's, uh, not Julian, excuse me, Gabriel's hand. And then we know an apple is left at Nico's. At the, yeah. Yo, she, yes. now that I, now that we're getting closer, I'm like, she better disrupt that fucking date intentionally. Like, please tell me she disrupts that I fucking think the date apple intentionally. Disrupts please, the date. please. I, I think Eve sees that apple and is like, we've got to go. And she's like, he's like, what? Well, because then she knows, like, that's what I want. Like the apple's just like, oh shit. Like she doesn't need to Google anymore. You shouldn't have to right. Google. You're like another apple and it's bitten. Okay. And it's like, well, I and mean, it's still warm. No, <laughs> I can't. It's still warm. That's what they said about, that's what they oh, said about dude yes. at the end. They're like, he's, he's still, still warm. warm. She was literally oh just here. Oh. Fucking man. And so from there and Eve coming to her revelation, I guess of, Hey, this is, not Villanelle. It's another broad. We are back at Julian's for one of the very last times, thankfully, but not the last time, unfortunately. And Villanelle is trying to dress her wound with a maxi pad. Well, I, I mean, guess you got to do what you got to do. He didn't give her no band-aids. He didn't what the give fuck her is no his nothing. problem? I mean, I already know, but fuck you. He's like, dude. you don't need band-aids. You need butterfly kisses from your stepdad. It's so sad that she yeah. has to dress her wound with a maxi pad, though. Terrence, the band-aid shop. Surely the band-aids were just not if not in the same aisle, the aisle over the no, pharmacy right. aisle. Yep. The fuck. So you I mean, I'm I'm convinced he was trying to make her sicker and keep her just like in a cage. Like a pet. Yeah. Yeah. So she's uh, rummaging through the drawers after she like deals oh, with the yeah. maxi pad and, like, and the she's area. freaking out. 
and, and he just sort of pops up and it's like what what are you looking for <laughs> does he have an amazon cloud cam like so what the i fuck? think that's something i was like some of those dolls have surveillance some, yeah that's what you say yeah, yeah. they had like a the spy cam in one of those dolls and then he's like what so what are you doing and she's like looking for a kitchen knife and then he's like for, for what and he's to like stab you with, to bitch. stab you with <laughs> Uh, and he's like, you won't find anything shop there. You Enter know, me chanting, stab, stab, <laughs> stab, stab. But Mom might get hurt, so you know we don't keep anything shop around. And I was it's like, like yeah, yeah, sure. How do you fucking uh, cut a uh, an orange? You, you're the thing is, his mom's not even that tall, and she has dementia. She won't even remember where you hid the shit. So you mean to tell me you don't even have a a, a steak knife? Just yonder, <laughs> you know, just above. From where your mom could, uh, he's just a lying ass. That's basically what I'm saying is that he's yeah, a fucking liar. To be. And I think actually this is when he offers for the flu pills. It wasn't before. It's when she's this yeah. time where she's asking again. And he's like, oh, I'll get you some flu pills. And she's like, great. So you're a kidnapper and a murderer because this is, this is extreme. I've been here for more than one day and you've not given me anything to actually help me get better. And, yeah, I didn't uh, like that. He was like, oh, and you keep going on about these medications or whatever. Oh, yeah, she says, he says he's badgering her. I'm like, badgering? She's just, well, I'm fighting for my health and life. Like, right, and if, you're offering me flu pills. Completely irrelevant pills to the pills that I mentioned in my list that you completely ignored. And so he leaves because he's like, yes, you're badgering me. What, what are you doing? And I think she like completely freaks out at this because I mean, it's kind of like we were saying before in jail that Villanelle is used to a certain expectation of interaction. And certainly when she gets to curate the whole experience, how she looks, how she gets to approach what she's wearing, that it's more of a curatable experience that it yeah. generally goes her way. And she's been able to convince nearly everyone of her lies except for Constantine and Eve. To an extent. And so here you have the situation where she's like at half mast health wise. Yeah. And she's trying her best to like put on the stuff and none of it's working. None of it is is happening. There's no success yeah, whatsoever. No, yeah. There's a disconnect between, I guess, what she's trying to convey and who's receiving her. her. But I think. But doesn't she also have to realize that he's not that it's not he's not that type of manipulatable man like Sebastian or someone who's like, oh, you're beautiful and you're young and I'm 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 at a loss in front of you, but I'm not at this violent loss. I just, you know, I'm a bumbling, awkward loss where this guy's like, I'm the kind of guy that keeps people. I'm the kind of guy that what I was saying to you before, where even if he doesn't actively seek to murder people because he's so non-aggressive he's an opportunist like yeah. he's the kind of person that's like i maybe wouldn't seek out to kidnap someone because i don't have that much courage but if i found somebody like i just found villanelle i'm totally keeping them and no one has like to i'm like the lazy spider i won't spin my own web but if you're a fly that got caught in somebody else's web you know mm -hmm, i might just mm -hmm. take that morsel for myself and just sort of i don't know consume it for my uh for my game yes um, and then we get to kind of a rough, rough moment for V. You know, she's pan. I, I call this full panic mode. I call this like, this guy's creepy. He's not getting me meds. I'm going to fucking die in this place. I need to do anything. And she she could have tried to call the 12 and whatever that place was um, ahead of time or just some other time that he was out to be like, you know, mayday, mayday. Pull me out. Do something. I need assistance. And right. She of wait. course, she calls and they're like, Mrs. Horowitz, there's no one here to be of service. <laughs> and she's like, OK, immediately hangs up and calls Eve. Now, 
let's discuss this for a second because what do you think about Villanelle's, I guess, thought thought pattern or what she was thinking when she called Eve? Because in my mind, it was it was complete and total panic mode where I and I I don't think Villanelle gets scared often or worried, but I feel like in this scene authentically she was because there's no other rational reason for her to call the 12 as you know the guy later pointed out from an unsecured line and then to call eve and my six direct and she had the number memorized i mean again i don't know it might be that just that emergency number that you do but it's yeah MI6. i think that she either did like the 999 or like but, that, but no no 999 does not get you to mi6 maybe no, to mi5 i think she got MI6. no i think she was with like operator you know like how my director called she was like i need mi6 she's like well i can't what <laughs> What you need? That's like me doing dialing zero and saying I need CIA. It's like what you 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 need the the what? Assuming <laughs> Villanelle has a photographic memory, maybe she keeps. And this is what I'm gonna say: like the hotline. Like I just I feel like it wouldn't make sense for Villanelle to call just the police because that doesn't. And especially uh, Parliament threats. I don't know. I, I feel like there's a number whether or not you speak to someone because she was speaking to a machine which was part of the issue for you know the oh, second half of the conversation is that me. there has to be a googleable number to be like mi6 mi5 you you want to report a terrorist call this number yeah. and she called that number to be like this is a central hub for all security get me eve palastri and of course the freaking automated voice or whatever is like who she's like eve palastri who <laughs> Right. I was like, is this making fun of the fact that she has an accent when she's talking? And no, this is making fun of automated shit that, that frustrates too. you because I've been Villanelle in this scene. It's usually dealing with Verizon or some other fucking bereft Rep supplier. Representative. But... Get me the damn representative. I'm just pressing zero all the way through. No, it has you enunciating in ways that Sorry, don't make sense. I couldn't quite understand that. Could You're like, representative, <laughs> or I'm like, operator, you bitch. But then I get to the point where I'm Perspera like, if anyone was recording, they would just hear a string of expletives because after a point, there's like, your, I mean, I'm not a super patient person in general on automated things, but I progress as quickly as Villanelle did in that yes. scene where it's like, say the name, Eve Palastri, say the name, Eve Palastri, say the name, Eve motherfucking Palastri, you motherfucking son of a bitch, just get me to the motherfucking operator. They're like, uh, connecting you to the operator because we didn't understand any of that that right. you just said. Yeah. Which Sorry. is probably would have been the next step of Villanelle, but motherfucking Julian comes home. Yeah, he like comes back because, you know, his nanny cam was like, oh, there's an outgoing <laughs> call from your house. And he's like, what do you mean I'll go and call from my house? So he comes back in and makes up a lie. I'm going to say it's a lie because it was an unfinished sentence. Because he goes, I forgot my. <laughs> okay, so what did you forget? <laughs> did you get your keys? No, because that's how you got back in the house. Did you forget? I forgot to take one last look, one last pervy look at you, Villanelle. That's ultimately what it that's, was. That's exactly what it was. And, you know, so he notices that the phone's off the hook and bends down to pick it up. He's he like, oh. It. He gets a little like sound angry. <laughs> he pulled it out the yeah, wall. He pulled his it rotary out of the wall. His motherfucking rotary, which as a side note, I was looking at some horror movie on Netflix the other day and a guy was trying to call the police and there was a rotary in the house and he like started and dialed wrong and he was like, ah, oh, <laughs> like waiting it to go back. And I'm just like, yo, what a different time it was. In the 50s and 60s, I mean, in general, if you were getting murked back then, you were getting murked successfully because there was just not enough yep. stuff. But wouldn't that suck to have to call any number, just period, let alone one that's longer than three characters, and you just got to wait for the whole entire shit to... Or you can back? just guess it. Because I was to the point where if I was doing a number 
if I did a four and then I needed a two, then I'm going to go to the six and just pull it and go. <laughs> and that's going to put down the right amount of da 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 dots. Because I used to do phone numbers like half speed. So it was like there's a way to cheat. So in you have spy skills. Yeah. Rotary like you, spy skills. You can hear Incredible. how far each thing needs to rotate for it to count as a number. Mm. So mm-hmm. if you're dialing from six and then you need four, you just go two up and you wait for it to hit it and just swing it over again and yeah so i would do so i basically need you in a pinch when there's a rotary (laughs) phone because i'm dying because i because i already know i'll be like filling out like i'll try to get to dialing and then i'll get pissed off and i'm like fuck i need to start over fuck this is the knife in my back because i'm fucking dead fucking with the rotary i mean luckily for now one is just a nine then it's the nine's the longest <laughs> so once you get unless that, that shit is busy which can Ooh. happen in america oh yeah beware like l- never let the emergency services be busy when you call but it could happen that is literally the hardest number to dial in the uk because it's 999 so it's all the way around wait for it to go back <laughs> all the way around wait for it to go back and then wait all for your, the way around your life again to pass through yes you. that is that's really what it is that's so mean so mean. I, I don't know who thought to do that. Actually, kind of mean, like how the new team was to Eve when she's talking about the new assassin, because that's where we go to after the scene and uh, saying how it's probably an immigrant. And, you know, she's going to the details and Jess, it, new agent Jess is like, well, that means that we're done with Villanelle, right? <laughs> that means we can rule Villanelle the fuck out. And immediately Eve's face is like, what? <laughs> no, that's that's not uh, what that means at all. It was like Jess is here, Jess solely for the murder of... Uh, the tech guy and not any of the other murders that we know for sure that Villanelle did. She's mm-hmm. like, well, so then since this one's the mystery, we can rule out Villanelle for forever. Like we don't have to worry about her. Mm-hmm. I, and I Kenny think being the plant. good shipper that he is being the good fucking villainy shipper that he is. He jumps in a defender because, you know, basically the room is like, why does Villanelle make sense? And she's like, because, because she, we have a connection and I'm not done. And right. Eve is like, no, we, we, to- uh, not Eve, excuse me, Kenny. Kenny's like, yeah, we could totally like use, like we, we need to have Villanelle still for further context about what could be relevant to the case. You know, we can't rule her out entirely. And I think he says right. that just for Eve's benefit. I mean, ultimately Villanelle will lead to whoever this person is. Like maybe this is someone who Villanelle looked up what? Really? No, I don't see Villanelle looking up to nobody but no. herself. I'm thinking that she put herself in position to get a job that Nadia was in line for, which is why Nadia had all this info on that killing. Okay, but and is it really hard to scoop a job from Nadia though? That's what I'm no, saying. Like Nadia was not. so unimpressive. She, like she right. was a sweet girl, but she was an unimpressive assassin. And so, I mean. Just, you know, to be objective, I'm sure Villanelle, you know, was doing her sweet nothings, just like playing her games in right, the jail bunk, business. just minding her business. And Nadia was just just flapping her gums about, yeah, I'm going to get out here. I'm going to be an assassin. I'm going to do all this stuff. And girl, Are you a dope? Villanelle was like, you an assassin, bitch, you ain't even got no bodies yet. You got bodies? Because I thought you were in here for drugs. And she was like, but I could have bodies in the future. And she was like, no, fuck that. Fuck that. Um, Let me. I just, you know, want to make sure everything's cool for you because I'm so concerned. Uh-huh. As your girlfriend. That's literally about it. what it's happened. Safe. And then she went to Constantine and she was like, don't play games. Like, you've met Nadia. I'm dating Nadia. <laughs> we both know that she's not the assassin you want and need. It's me. And let me tell you why. And Constantine definitely left that day like, wow, girl, you you right. Fuck Nadia. Let's go. 
But then, <laughs> but then, you know, the 12 was probably like, yo, what happened to Nadia? And he was like, yeah, fuck that hoe. I got a new one. Her name is Villanelle, and she's my new favorite. If you guys still want Nadia, head back there. But it's not going to be me. It's not going to be me training Nadia because I don't give a fuck. I'm Constantine yeah. and I train the best. And I bet he has some fucking thing like that. I like, I like to train the best. I like to consider myself a percolator of assassin geniuses. <laughs> I mean... Why else would he be so useful to MI6 at this point besides his decades? Use and, of you know, yeah, connection to Vlad and, you know, other things. Other things. Con- yeah. Uh, being someone's O, her Russian O. Well. Yeah. Oh, we well. forget our uh, our great moment in the checking of the male privilege when uh, our uh, lover boy Hugo's like, so what makes you think it's an immigrant? And we get a... Uh, Eve, who says, well, the fact that you just decided to cut me off to ask me tells me. Oh, I think me. that's, um, isn't that before or after Villanelle actually, like, fails her driving test in the call? Could be a little before, yeah. Or is it? Could be. Is it I don't know. <laughs> I'm I feel like. I'm so sleep deprived, you guys. I don't know what I'm saying. I feel like once uh, Jill realizes that, yeah. So since we don't have to use Villanelle, let's scrap her completely and, you know, like. Mm-hmm. and then eve oh you know what it is we after that we actually um have carolyn after kenny comes in to save the day sort of for eve and just like get her out of her awkward embarrassment yes team. carolyn, carolyn comes, comes and yes. he's like we got to go somewhere yes, and eve's now. like where we got to go She's and like, she plays quickly. a call outside <laughs> and you hear villanelle going eve Pilastri, you and Eve is like, oh. <laughs> we do have to go. It's <laughs> my lady love. I, mm-hmm. She sounds, is she okay? Uh, like, do, we need to get there I right have, away. Can I have some of your moisturizer on the way? Can I <laughs> Can I get some pig placenta? Just like, <laughs> I need to. <laughs> just like, can I see a marijuana quick? I just need to spruce up mm-hmm. for my favorite assassin. And I mean, because they're pressed. Like, she definitely hits the speed walk, the New York oh, speed yes. walk. And she's like, yes. let's go. Let's go. So you just got this call. This just came in MI6 right now. Let's go right now to where it is. And we do. I think we have a commercial in that moment. And when we come back from commercial, we're back to Julian's whack ass. And he's asking Villanelle who the fuck she was calling. She was like, nobody. And then he goes off on this creepy man bullshit talking about, oh, would you think anyone would just think just anyone would pick a girl like you? Yes, I think there are two people who would pick girls. Decent people who want to help the girls and shitty, creepy yeah. people. Who want to hurt the girls? You're in the latter category, motherfucker. That's you. But he tries to gaslight her and saying, oh, who would pick up a girl like you? Who would even try to help you? You know? You know, I I do all these things. You know, I I invite you into my home and, you know, I I clothe you, I feed you. And then you, what do I get? And I'm like, here, there it is. And don't forget, he was like, I see you and you're batting your eyelashes and doing all this. And it's like, oh, okay. So she's existing Uh with behavior. And you're like, look at what you're doing to me. You know, actually call back to the fucking priest or like whatever political dude from the hunchback of Notre Dame where he's like, he's like, here you are existing with your face and you're tempting me, (laughs) bitch. You're tempting me. You devil temptress. This Uh, is that. I'm going to actually go back to that movie because I just seen the meme of, uh, uh, Esmeralda performing from the crowd, and it was like AOC, <laughs> the the youths, and then the bishop the was the oh GOP, and I was like, "Whoa, oh, right? Wow, yes, wow, yeah, accurate." And so, uh, I mean, AOC, she out here repping New York the way nobody else is at the I'm, fucking least. Okay, shout out to Ocasio Cortez, thanks for being you. But yeah, like, wow, wow, wow. I'm still shook off of how much creepiness they gave in this episode, but 
uh, and to try to shake some of the suspicion off of her. Uh, because we have like, to watch Villanelle suffer after this. Like she suffers pretty intensely. He's like, uh, so who was on the phone? And she's like, it was a surprise. <laughs> Yo, Villanelle's lies. And I was like, hmm, fucking cake. I, I'm over here like, well, what was she going to do yeah. now? <laughs> she goes, I have... I was on the phone with uh, the bakery and I was going to get a cake for you. <laughs> with what money? With what money, Bill? Bill and now what I you mean, doing? You know, she don't, she don't got to make no answers. sense. She don't got to make no sense. She's playing into what he wants to hear because it doesn't have to make sense because a person who kind of like is like the guard from jail is like, you can't flirt with me. It's done. They would have been like, with what money? Were you going to steal from me to buy me my own yep. cake? But instead he's like, oh, oh my gosh. I'm so sorry. You what must you must think, think I'm of a me? Monster, I'm a monster, right? You must think I'm a monster. I'm not a monster. I just, oh, I'm just a sweet, sweet, creepy old man that wants to keep you forever. And then she decides to let him know what she thinks of him. She says, in her natural non-English British accent, she says, <clears throat> "I think you are going to bleed to death." And I was, I was like, "Welcome back, girl." She kicks him square in the well, nose. I'm like, "You need a new nose, sir." <laughs> also, she needs some steel toe boots, girl. She like you does. are in the recovery mode. We need to be adding or taking away the bruises, not adding more bruises to your person, which is what you do when you just hit people with your limbs like that. And I suffered during this scene because while she initially gets the upper hand and she's choking him out, he's a little bitch and just like sticks his fingers in her wound or pops a stitch or some shit. Right. And then gets the upper hand on her. And you guys, I just got to tell you. And mom was watching. I mean, she wasn't. She was spaced out. But still, it was happening and she was there. She doesn't get it. She's probably seen bitches choked out more than once, unfortunately. And I just have to say for me personally, like, I am so over watching women be choked the fuck out. I'm over the scenery. I'm over the shot. And this is what I was saying to you before. You guys, you listeners, do you ever notice that the people get choked out the most are women? Like, there's plenty of ways to kill a motherfucker. You can shoot him. You can stab him. You can choke him. But why is it that women are just like disproportionately strangled on yes. screen than men. I mean, we can't choke a motherfucker out till his life leads. We always got to choke a bitch out. And then we got to show the scene, extended fucking scene. And I just, you know, we have to watch Philanelle get choked out twice this episode. That's something they do to me. And I was not pleased. I mean, I'm pleased that at least one of those men is dead because that's what I needed. But I'm not pleased for the imagery in general because I could never see another woman choked out yeah. for life. And I'd be good. I'd be you good, could, too. You could imply it. You could state it. You could do whatever you need to besides show me a woman choked out for like more than 60 seconds. Like, yeah, I don't need I'm a guy good. I have so many out. scenes. Yeah. So many of those scenes. Like, I'm fucking good forever. So, you guys, I hated that scene is what I'm trying to say. And she eventually hits him with a fucking figurine. One of mom's many collected fucking weird pieces of shit. And that happens. And, you know, they wrestle for a little while, which is unpleasant. But she eventually gets behind him, is it? Or in front of him. And she's like basically putting him into the wall. Like, I feel like he's he's holding her. And then she's like trying to ram him into the wall. And then eventually she gets, what was it? You said a crochet. It looked like a crochet crochet? needle. Yeah. (laughs) Because oh, he's God, like, no, nothing shop in the house. Mom might get up. Uh, but these, you know. these Maybe mom tried to kill him. I don't know. I'm, I'm thinking still speculating. I, yeah, yeah, you never know. <gasps> what if he's like a Varys from Game of Thrones where he's like, you tortured me. You were sick to me. Now I'm going to keep you here. Ew, and that's that Billy Russo energy. I ain't got time for this. <laughs> Hi, mom. Remember that great childhood I had? 
But How also, treating you? if there's people who don't get over their mommy or daddy trauma, it's dudes. I'm sorry. Like, dudes hold on to that yep. shit forever. Enter Cardi B gif. Just like, forever. Forever. They're like, no. Yep. Mom, remember that time you upset me when I was seven? I'm 57 and I'm still not over it, okay? And I'm killing these women to work out my anger feelings about you, mom. Like, no. I'm over it. So, you know, oh, and actually I want to draw attention to this scene because Eve, or not Eve, excuse me, Villanelle does get the upper hand after they wrestle and gets free and stabs from the croquet needle. And this is the first time in a little bit that she watches the life leave the eyes. And we weren't treated to that with Gabrielle because she was actually displaying her version of empathy with him and possibly with violent bestie from jail, even though she was looking at her, but not like to see the life. Leave, right. Not but just that to distract part. her. Yeah. That this was, oh, Oh, Villanelle, I hoped you savored it like I did. I hope you mm-hmm. fucking were like, yeah, yeah, you're getting smaller and smaller inside your body, you fucking bitch, because he deserved that. And I hope whatever last thoughts he had while he was, because he definitely was alive thinking things for five seconds before oh, he bled he the fuck out. I hope he was remembering every fucking woman or girl that he perved on and how this was definitely what he deserved to bleed out in his own creepy house in front of his own fucking creepy mom. At least that, that's my head canon anyway. And so she watches the eyes the fucking life drain from the eyes and it's fantastic and uh, makes it outside. <laughs> um, mom follows her outside and she's <laughs> like, freedom. <laughs> she makes a break for her mom too. She's like, bitch, I'm out of here. Right. Oof. Which does I mean, she even see the sun? <laughs> like, has she seen the sun in five years? Like she deserves knows? this. Locked in that closet. Go, be free, mom. Be free. Be free. And she looks around until she spots a car that but she's like flashing the headlights. Suspicious. Right. Like, what, the? <laughs> what y'all doing? What, who's flashing it? And she walks up and sees a dude, a ginger. A ginger twist. And uh, I already, from the jump, from the jump, and it's not because I don't like gingers. I, I, I like gingers. I just knew this particular ginger. I was like, no, 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 you redheaded bastard. <laughs> You're going to be a fucking dick. And of course, by the time he finishes his scene, I hate him and want him dead. Yeah, I was not a fan of this guy. No, I, I'm the biggest unfan there could be because smug dudes already, it's like, wow, you're at the bottom of the list. But he chokes out Villanelle. And I guess before we get to the choke out, we should talk about what is said. Uh, you know, when she gets in, he calls Hello, Villanelle. Villanelle. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then she's trying to figure out who he is. And he's like, I'm Raymond. Fuck yeah, you, Raymond. Handler. Your new handler. Ugh. And then she, of course, is like, oh, I thought I got burned. And he's like, circumstances have changed, uh, which is almost pretty much word for word-ish what happened That is what it says. And then after <laughs> that, he's like, yeah, circumstances have changed, but also calling us from an unsecured line wasn't exactly the brightest move, eh? It wasn't wasn't smart, was it? And she's like, well, I didn't really give a fuck about what was right. smart. I was just I trying to get out. I had a really shitty couple of days. Like, this is like... She's like, this has been a fucking <laughs> week. Like, this has been a really long week, and I'm still trying to get eight hours, man. I'm still trying to get hours of sleep. Solid sleep without some fuck shit happening. And um, he does some threats because he's basically, you know, she's basically like, well, forget it. It's off. Like, right. I'm out. I'm done. And he's like, I'm just trying leave. to find my girlfriend and trying to see where we could go move together. He's like, oh, yeah. OK, go. Yeah, you're you're good. And Wait. every time she reaches for the handle and tries to flip it, he clicks the, the lock and he's like, oh, let me get that for you. And he keeps pressing lock instead of unlock. And she keeps trying to handle and it's not working. And. He's laughing, and I'm like, this isn't funny. And I thought for a moment it could be cheeky, but when he went to the choke out, I I realized that there was no space for any jokes because he... And I guess 
to be fair, given how she dealt with Anton, you know, they were like, let's not send a fucking hipster like fashionista yeah. over there because he didn't take her seriously enough. And so then this would be proof that Anton really wasn't from the 12. No, no, I don't think that I don't, at all. Right, the I don't see, think that at all. Right. That's what I was like. Uh, I really think I just think whole... he was unprepared and they like they have to adjust for Villanelle. But it's also it'll be curious if they ever let us into the knowledge of what Constantine was like with Villanelle when he first got her. Because we know that Villanelle has been this flamboyant with her kills the entire time, which means she hasn't been listening to Constantine like fully this entire time but they're still like you're so good you're so effective we're going to keep you here so i mean was constantine a kind of heavy-handed dad quote unquote when they first got together like is this what the 12 has decided is needed to bring her into the fold or is this not a good enough psychological assessment to say the minute villanelle has the faculties to choke him the fuck back out she's going to do it because she's not going to forget that he held her neck and squeezed for pleasure oh, because that's what he did. He squeezed and he was like, who do you think you are? You, you know, you work for. And it's just like, Oh, see, I'm upset. I'm not a murderer, but Listen, I want to murder you. As soon as she gets her meds and as soon as her stitches get re-sewn and she can like flex, this guy better run. And he adds that she's on a short leash from now on. Mm. And I guess they're like, you cost us $500,000 between but the you, people you killed. But you took my dresses. So I guess we're even. Yeah, we're <laughs> even. She's like, my pink tool dress, my Balenciaga boots. Am I getting those back? Ho? Okay, no. Call, call it an even trade. I killed yep. three of your agents and you took my pretty things. And so from there, we leave that dick swamp. There's a slow peel off because they're, they're pulling out of the where they were. The car was sitting. This is. Oh. I was so sad. It was sad, <laughs> but this was also one of the best episode moments for me because Villanelle's had a really bad day. Like Villanelle, Villanelle has had shit go off. And I think this is what I was going to say before is that I was curious as to your thoughts on her state of mind when she called Eve, because I'm of the thought that she was in such a panic mode that she would have surrendered herself to Eve and been like, my only condition is that you deal with me. Like, right. I don't I want to deal with that. anyone else. I just want to be you. But yeah. I think she was ready to be like, I'm here to I negotiate my man. surrender. Where yeah. are you? I have the exact address because I was awake and conscious when I was brought here. But no, it's really Carolyn favorite. would be like, actually, we don't need that because we already have the address. <laughs> oh, this is MI6, bitch. We got the address. Thanks for calling. But I think she was ready been to give herself up. That would have been a race between the 12 and MI6. Because I think if that call would have gotten through well the call did oh wait you mean to eve specifically yeah, i, think I mean that everyone would have known that call but it kind was, of did it kind of yeah. did because eve is now going to speculate why was she calling me and i'm sure they'll look at the phone records and be like she called this other number <laughs> right before and then she called you and then she left oh, and killed I this hope person Kenny doesn't play with that number i hope eve doesn't call that number oh i have lots of hopes Oh, of no. course they're gonna play with that number and call that oh, number. No. Why wouldn't they? No, I, I think I want Hugo to call it. <laughs> Hugo? Yeah, I want him to be the red shirt of MI6. I mean, sorry, uh, Hugo. Hugo's not clever enough to call it. But yeah, so I think that she was in a head place, a headspace to Yeah to just run off with Eve. And so while I like while this whole episode is really just horrible for me, just as a Villanelle fan, I like the ending because Villanelle's had such a horrible day. Nothing's gone right. She doesn't even she didn't get to speak to her girlfriend when she was like swirling in the pit of, oh my God, this is chaos. I need a lifeline. There's no Constantine. There's no Anna. There's just Eve. I'm calling Eve. That when she sees Eve 
and she's still trying to catch her breath yes. from homie choking her out just extra for good measure because he's a fucking misogynistic piece of shit dick swab and she sees her lady love and you can see it on her face she's like oh my god and there's no point in you know trying to make a scene of it because i'm absolutely positive that Rodney or Raymond or whatever the fuck is there because she placed that call because everyone traced it and they were like we traced it MI6 yeah, traced, it. traced it everyone's on the way you need to get there first Raymond and make it clear to her that yeah. she comes with you and that she doesn't go with Eve because I feel like she would have went with Eve she'd been like yo I'm fucking tired remember what we said season finale aren't you tired I'm still fucking tired oh, I've not yeah. really had a chance to rest yeah. I've been stressed the entire time so I just want to fucking hang out with you Get to do some murders, perhaps for MI6, and tell you what I know about the 12. And just get me out of this fucking situation. And unfortunately, actually, this is probably where the 12 was like, things have changed. Because they're yeah. like, yo, this bitch just called MI6 after us. She's clearly on that Constantine track where she's like, fuck it. I'm going to fucking snitch. And we need to get this bitch back in the fold and show her who's boss. But fuck all that. Fuck all that noise. Yeah. So they kept her silent. All right. She yeah the drive off happens. Sees her babe. And she's and like she oh. sees her, but Eve didn't get to- Eve didn't get to see, but <sighs> Eve couldn't see because she did. She would have been running in the street. <laughs> like, I know. Stop that vehicle. I know. Appropriately was, so. Uh, it was sad, but it was sweet, and I think it was sweet. Listen to me. That's how you know what this show does to me. But and then Eve heads over to the house. Is like, oh, is this where the I dead think body this is, is? going to happen. I hope <laughs> this happens every episode. I hope it's kind of like just every episode they're just missing each other. It's either Eve not catching Villanelle or vice versa. And then, you know, episode five. Hey, because that's our lucky number. They actually like they they cross but paths. But they had physically. the nerve. To, the little promo before the episode began was Eve putting her palm on the door. And I'm like, is this that episode? Are we here already? No, no. there's no fucking way. I know we're not there's there. No way. But I was you just still... want things. Yes. That's not... <laughs> there's no way we're yes, there. I want things. They haven't. And you know I how know. we know we're not there is because Villanelle's still looking fucked up. When Villanelle gets back to, which it looks like next episode is the first time she she sort of gets back to kind of herself because right, wow, she... these bruises are healing. Yeah. You know, she can wear her fucking foundation again. Without... People don't think I'm a vagrant. <laughs> Homeless person. Women might give me change and take pity on me where they definitely did not when I was mm-hmm. in the supermarket. So I don't know. I feel like that's that's plausible situation for, for Eve and Villanelle. And gosh, Carolyn's just probably like, I mean, I can't wait till Carolyn just turns up the heat on Eve and she's like, right. so Tell what's me. up with the, <laughs> what's up with the, cause they go in there after they pass and they see homeboy with a, Toilet scrubber? Oh, yes. The toilet scrubber was in his mouth. And of course, I'm sure when Eve saw it, she was like, <gasps> remember when she was in remember? my house remember and when? she told me remember not when? to run? And then I ran upstairs. I locked myself in the bathroom. And then, and then she, she busted kicked it the open, door down. And then threw I threw me in the bathtub, <laughs> waterboarded me a little bit. But after she waterboarded me, she was like, let's eat. Oh, um, because I asked her to dinner and I told her that's all I wanted. That's fun times. Fun times. Fun reminisce. Times. Reminisce. Mm. And she's like, mm. and I feel like Eve was like, is this the game? This is the new game we play? We're, we're, we're leaving clues. This is fun. She was like, I didn't have an apple. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, she's definitely not sharing this shit with, with, uh, nope. And she does say that to Carolyn. Um, or actually Carolyn says to her after they, they come out the house and they see, you know, the toilet cleaner. And Eve was just like, oh, my God, because someone's like, his body's still warm. Yeah, like, I was like, why she would somebody say here. that? She was just right here. This is where I live. This is where I work. This is the town in which I exist. And Carolyn's like, yeah, maybe we might have to get you some security or something. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, fucking think. <laughs> 
She's like, no shit, Carolyn. <laughs> no fucking shit. Although I don't need security, but my man does possibly. I maybe. guess if he. I don't think there. Nico's relevant enough, but I still again, don't. You know, whatever. Yeah. I mean, like, if he's... make him feel special by giving him security. I mean, I can't even say there goes that lead when he dies. <laughs> Cause he's not a lead. He doesn't lead to anything. He's, he's he leads to no O's and you know what he's Eve's shepherd's tight, pie. He's Eve's tight leash is what he is. Yes. So he's Eve's Roland or whatever Raymond. He's Eve's Raymond. Raymond. <laughs> yeah, we're already fucking up his name. Roland I, Raymond. I don't like him. So uh, no, I don't. Nico like and Raymond can both jump off a ditch or however that works. They can they can go and then I'll have my women and they'll be happy together. Um. I just, I feel like these are little, I'm thinking about you notes, you know, and we're going to keep seeing them all season from Villanelle. She's like, thinking about you. So then after she says, oh, you think about getting security? She's like, all right, well, there's someone we need to speak to first. And so we head back to Carolyn's oh, house gosh. and she goes, oh, hey, Kenny. And Kenny just scurries upstairs and she's like, hmm, that's odd. <laughs> that's Kenny's odd. like, I don't even want to talk about what I just learned uh, because Kenny plausibly just learned it himself. Or right. He would have told it to Eve. I was like that's odd and then so he's like what's up with kenny and then carolyn's like oh promise that you won't get cross and i'm like here we go and we she, already i knew. mean we yeah never i was already tweeting i was like i was like constantine's still around and then um they she pokes her head through and he's sitting there looking like the picture of health for some okay, reason so what kind of wakandan vibranium right brought constantine back from a, a shot to the gut we got villanelle with her gooey right. fucking she, stab wound, like, but Constantine takes a bullet penetration. She ain't got to no complexion. Abdomen. She's scratched up. She looks. Am I? She six? looks like she got jaundice. Like she just looked real sick. Walking <laughs> in these streets. She's, She's really begging pale. for like She's really pale. iodine and what kind of special UV or IV did fucking Constantine get? Like, why does he look so fresh faced? Why is his color in his fucking cheeks? Why is he able to sit on Carolyn's couch without an IV in his fucking arm? How is that possible? It, it must be all that pig placenta that he uses because I'm sure he has his own version of whatever. I mean, look, just. And he's like, and Eve's gonna be cross. Yeah, he's like, like Eve's gonna be cross. Eve's she should gotta be, be pissed off. She's First gotta be off, I had you at gunpoint, and then I came and I negotiated she your saved his daughter's life. She saved his release. Life. And I just yeah, and then all and I stood in front of your fucking corpse, so she couldn't fucking or pre corpse, so she couldn't shoot you again. So so yeah, so this goes into my predictions because remember Eve's reaction when Constantine was down was, well, there goes that lead. Well. She's got her lead back. No, so, exactly. This is her lead to tell me about my girlfriend. But because Constantine is so full of fuck shit and doesn't tell the truth hardly ever, I'm concerned about the lies he's going to start spinning. And then they're not going to get one-on-one time anymore. There's not going to be a reason where, oh, we need to head over to this place. Oh, Constantine can drive me. Like, they're not going to be able to do that. Like, so this, so what we're saying is now that we've said all this about Constantine, Obviously, Constantine and Villanelle will have a reunion, obviously. When that will happen, what that will entail, because at this point, I'm just, I don't know that there's a way forward for Constantine and the Twelve in terms of returning to any kind of semblance of quote-unquote normalcy with Villanelle, unless he circles back around to fuck Carolyn, unless, of course, Carolyn is also in the Twelve, and then no one's fucking each other. They're all just gaming together. Yeah, Yeah, they're all just playing the game. Who knows? I'm wondering if Constantine will give up the recruit number. Like, let's say someone pulls the phone records from the house 
And then they see that number and then Constantine goes, oh, this driving school. Oh, this one's not really First a of all, driving school. Don't they have to burn yeah. that right away now that Villanelle called for not secure? <laughs> Aren't they just like burning right. files no, and but, shredding papers? But, and whatever? Yeah, so it will be gone, but I feel like Constantine will still give up what it was. He yeah. needs to because... Yeah. Okay. It doesn't lead look, to anybody look. getting implicated. So it's Man. like, this is data that, you know, maybe would have been more useful yesterday, but technically I was dead yesterday. So, you know, we didn't know that this is what we were dealing with. And as a side note to you guys, I just want to put this out there in general. If Constantine, sneaky, snitch, lying ass Constantine ran away before trying to save his his daughter yeah. and his wife if he is sitting on carolyn's fucking couch if he is not in a bunker somewhere in a jail somewhere being whipped or just degraded by some government outfit for his espionage and traitorous behavior then villanelle doesn't ever belong in a cell that's all I i'm agree saying because i'm saying for her information she deserves good. he's living way too good he doesn't even got handcuffs. He just got the handcuffs. Right. Like, that's what happens. He's snitching. So they're like, okay, Constantine, here's a loft. Yeah, no, that's that's that kingpin bullshit is what that, that is. That is that kingpin bullshit. I don't, I don't got, like it. I don't, I don't like it. it. No. I'm just saying we got it. We better keep the same energy for when we're arresting Villanelle. If I were Eve, I'd be like, so you got Constantine up in this big ass fucking flat? Where's my flat for when I catch Villanelle? Where will we be staying? Because apparently this is what you guys do. This is what the MI6 does. If I can get information from you then you can just live free and happy just outside i mean good luck eve you you've got some intel but you don't got enough and you definitely don't got the resources so be mad say what you need to to constantine not your boss because yeah, she not, can, not carolyn yeah, although she, carolyn got that place bugged i'm so sure she's like eve you're not keeping anything else from me anymore ever again rest assured yeah mm. oh, gosh and that's basically how the fucking episode ends we 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 end on Constantine's going, hello, Eve. And me going, you fucking bitch. Yeah. But In fact, get... a raggedy ass bitch is what I called him. Like that gift. Yeah, I was angry. Just that, bro. Every time I see his face, I'm just like, you know what? You hit Villanelle with a log, you little bitch. She should have very, the very oh, least. Oh, God, to... he did do Yo, that. Yo, at the very least, he needs to get hit with a blunt object this season just to pay it. Pay it forward. Yeah, I'm pretty sure she's gonna like do a callback. She was... better. If Eve gets to get her lip cut by whatever razor is likely in that lipstick, Constantine needs to get his kneecap knocked the fuck out. He's old. It'll take longer to recover, and that's all you really need to do to make him suffer. Because every time he walks, he'll be like, "Oh, my knees. <laughs> it's cold outside. My knees. Oh, Villanelle, damn you, Villanelle." Even if she doesn't want to murk his ass. Um. So I guess we can go over the scenes for next week. Yeah. The, uh... How does it start? Is Draymond's first, My favorite, first, right? My favorite line is the best line, which is first. It's not first, but it's the first thing I heard and ingested, which is new handler Raymond telling Villanelle, there's a new girl in town. And Villanelle being like, are you trying to make me jealous? That's rhetorical. The answer is yes. He's trying to troll and inflame you. And also it's working, Villanelle. And also, I want to see the energy. Bring me all of this jealous energy. I need it. Who is this? Who who is this killer? Well, we already have an idea of who this killer is, but how does how does Eve feel about it? How obsessed does she does she have any clues? Does she try to directly inflame Villanelle's passions by making some comparisons just to be like, hey, how are you going to react to this? Because you're always fucking with me, but now I get to fuck with you because I know this will fuck with you because you take so much pride in your work that to see some someone else getting the same degree of 
I don't know, accolades, but potentially even more accolades because like Carolyn said, well, she's remained undetected. She's able to not be flashy enough that she can just chill where Villanelle's yeah. like, I'm here. I'm a killer. There's no hiding me in what I do. We also get a line from Nico and Eve where yeah, Eve was like, just, I made breakfast. Yeah, and he said, oh, so who'd you kill? And I was like, hmm. Mm, it's mm, like you mm. know her progression. <laughs> You know what gets her going. A little bit of murder. Uh, there's another line between, I think, new agents where maybe Hugo is somewhere in there. Where he's like, they're working. Maybe they're working together. Talking about the two assassins, presumably Villanelle and unknown woman saying like, oh, they're working together. Girl on girl. In true cheap tawdry yeah, dude Hugo, fashion. Yeah, like girl just... on girl. Like. Suck a dick. Did you Suck see your how? Wait, wait. Did you see how he was sitting on the chair when he was saying that he had both his hands in his pockets and he was oh, why are you drawing it down? <laughs> why are like, you <laughs> the pelvic thrusts kind of scenario? And he's I like, won't. this is how. No, what the fuck? He's that? like, these thoughts are getting me into some sort of uh, Randy mood or whatever, and I'm like, ugh. I was like, whatever, dude. He was just trying to draw. He was sucking the life out of the conversation. That's what he was doing. <laughs> what the imagery just provided? But that's was, what it was. I was like, why is why why like that? Why like that? <sighs> Gosh. Yeah, it was. Gosh. It was jarring. Gosh. And the last line I remember is Constantine asking Eve if she wants a drink, and I'm like, sure, but you better not throw that glass at her forehead or. Not that I can come into the TV and murder you, but I really would try if he if he ever assaulted Eve in any way. But I would also like to think that Carolyn's like, mm, not on my watch, dear. Like, you're here on my dime and because we need information from you, but don't get too big and too gully. <sighs> but folks, I believe that's, um, that's the end. This yeah. was a very in-depth review, but it deserved it. Also, if you've been subscribing to us for the past couple months you already know we're long-winded we get into the nitty gritty the fucking deep shit about this fucking episode and so since we've covered just about everything i just want to leave you guys with a thought you know like maybe maybe this can be a giveaway the question we have is how many times do you think villanelle has rubbed one out since being stabbed by eve Oh, that's a good one. Because these shots in the bathtub, her in the trunk, we've been joking about it. But, you know, we'll speculate. So we'll come up with a number like jelly beans in a jar. And someone somehow, some way can tell us a number. And then if we agree on said number, if it's a fucking match, <laughs> you get some shit. Maybe yes. it's a mug. Maybe it's a hoodie. Maybe it's a T-shirt because spring actually is appearing spring for once. Maybe it's a tote. We have all those things. I don't know. It shall reveal itself in time, you guys. But that's it. I'm I'm done. I, I'm so sleep deprived. My coffee's gone. I I don't know uh, what I'm saying anymore. I'm yeah. I'm a bit delirious. And we enjoyed some of your Killing tweets when you were head. watching. Uh if you watch the episode, tweet at us and let us know your thoughts on what you feel we may have missed. Yes. Where, at well Villanelle. Are, um, are we burying the lead like Carolyn did, where she <laughs> <laughs> decided to unearth it at the end as a cliffhanger? Like, oh surprise. Gotcha. <laughs> gotcha. Ugh, Lord. And we might try this thing in the future. I say we might, like, just so, like, you guys know it'll be delayed because it takes us, like, a day or more to listen to it. But we're going to try uploading some 
timestamps. So because we know these recordings get pretty long, that if you want to just like jump to something you heard before or just want to reference again or just like want to go there, that we're going to try to give some indications about what we're talking about when for your reference so that you are not just enjoying the Iliad version of this podcast, but you know, like with chapters, right? Pagination. You can be like, mm, maybe chapter seven, like what the fuck did Constantine say again? And so we're going to try to do that for you guys just so it's easier to get through the content. But as usual, we, we thank you for joining oh, yeah. us on this beloved journey. Alrighty. Until next time, guys, here's hoping you get killed by a woman. Yes. Misandry always. Peace. Bye. It's like totally murder.